0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Twin Peaks The Return Part 16, it is the penultimate episode, kind of, is it because, I mean, 17 or 18 are kind of two numbers, but It's clearly going to be a two hour movie next week, that's not...
1: I mean, you say that, it's kind of been an 18 hour movie from the beginning.
0: Sure, after this one though, I really feel like the whole thing was building up to a two hour movie.
1: No, I I know what you're saying, Uh, I feel like... Next week, that's that's it. We're finally there.
0: Everything, everything up until now was putting the pieces on the board, and then next episode, the two grandmasters are going to sit down and play a game of chess. It's
1: it's been a lot of pieces, very big board,
0: very big board. Uh, it's like yeah you know, yeah when you, you see those scenes in Central Park and it's like the entire like row of like chess games going on. It's basically that, but in multiple. Do you know what? Dimensions. I, I see
1: those every so often when I when I walk past one of them. And I always wonder how are those pieces not just stolen, because like maybe this just tells you where I grew up.
0: Wait a, minute, but... wait a minute! Wait a minute! I was under the impression they bring their own pieces to the to these games.
1: No, no, you you rent the pieces. You know, they're, they're, they're provided. Oh, well, are they? Okay, for the, big, for the big for the big giant boards.
0: No, no, I'm no, I'm thinking. Ah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, you know, when you see like, the row of like, the old men in the park.
1: And oh, I all... thought you were talking about you know, the big the big ones. Well, of course you don't bring your own big giant chess pieces. I was, like, I was like, what are you on about? What? Do you, you come by with a truck? I, I was, look, I was thinking big board, so I was thinking big board. I don't know, because that's bigger pieces
0: to compensate, so it's the same amount of pieces. I was thinking lots of regular size boards, so there's a oh, lot oh, of pieces. Oh, okay, I got you. More complex. I mean... A big chess board's just the same as regular chess. You're just moving bigger pieces a around. It looks
1: more impressive.
0: Yeah, but that's more like a Michael Bay movie. It's all all <laughs> visual and normal. It's
1: all. It's all it's all on the surface. When you look at it, it's all yeah. the same.
0: So it's all yeah all the same. Uh, so this was a big one. This was huge. Um, I I probably teared up like three times during this episode. Uh, there may have been some cheering at certain moments.
1: And then that doesn't mean there wasn't a lot to go. Oh, that's what that is. Oh, this is interesting.
0: Yes, that's that's what was about as packed as any of these episodes have been. Uh, and it's hard to compare it to some of the other ones because, like, how do you compare anything to episode eight? Like, oh, yeah, that I feel
1: stands like, alone as a separate entity. Because I feel
0: like the finale might have some stuff like episode eight because you know it's the finale and right. But, like, you know, because that was so focused, it was so, no, all of this is going to be weird. Whereas, I feel like next week, sure, there'll be maybe some of that, but there'll obviously be actual plot moving in, yeah. uh, in a sort of more typical sense. So, uh, obviously, up here we've got our notes, uh, we're going to work our way through this, scene by scene, as we typically do. Uh, think, and hopefully, we'll offer Yeah, for before some we even,
1: even start, I think it's worth like, you know, the last couple of episodes haven't been a lot of either Cooper, necessarily. Like, they've been one or the other for the last few episodes.
0: And even then, there was one that I think there was like, or maybe of, even a couple where there was almost none of either of them. Right, because
1: I think it was like three episodes ago, we had the you know, the one Dougie scene, you know, the, the the catch.
0: Yeah, and that was the only Cooper we saw in the entire episode. Right.
1: Whereas this, every scene was about, was either one of the two Coopers or directly about the Coopers. Hmm? I don't think there's a, unless I'm forgetting one, but I don't think there's a single scene that isn't about one of them.
0: Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. And that one's debatable.
1: Okay, we'll see right. what that one is when we get to it. But Oh,
0: wait, no, final scene. Final scene's nothing to do with Cooper. <laughs> I mean, sure, uh, okay. sure, sure, the predicament that it's brought up might be because of Cooper, but it's certainly not about Cooper the way any of the other scenes are.
1: Alright, okay, that's fair. The very final scene.
0: Yes, so. Yeah. Ah, Connor's wrong, yet again. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this and go through scene by scene. Uh, so, first up, uh, we start with what has become a bit of a, a running theme for Doppelkoop is the dark road, The you know, driving at night with the I think the, the every headlights. time we
1: see it, it's like, ah, oh, this is gorgeous. Do you it know is... what I think is, I've, I've, it kind of dawned on me, this time. it's that the camera is, you know, on the front of the car between the lights, so you're down at that level. You're it's not also, up, you're not at head height, you're not seeing the hood of the car. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's also only lit by the headlights. At least as far as right. I can tell, you know. Right. But, like, any
1: other street lighting that happens to be there, yeah. but that's
0: it. Yeah, although well, typically the roads we've been on have been very like, you know, backwards, you know, foresty they, they roads have. without yeah. the streetlights kind of thing. Uh but yeah, you know, so so you gotta although I did note down that the music that was playing, this ominous synth music, was actually new, but I don't think we'd heard this yet. This was a new piece of music.
1: I, I, I don't recall hearing it before. So yeah,
0: uh, it was quite yeah. nice. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, go dark road a dark road. Uh, Doppelcoop is with Richard, and they're being fairly quiet. Uh, but they do eventually stop at what I'll call a crossroads, and we can maybe read into the, you know, crossroads. The, the metaphor being obvious here. Uh, but they get out, and they're there to investigate coordinates. Like uh, Cooper explains, or Doppelcooper rather, explains that. Oh, he's had these coordinates from three different people, and two of them match. Uh, so Richard kind of tries to keep up with the old man, I guess. And he, he kind of like, oh, he so checked the two that are the match. He's like, ah, you're a bright young man. Uh, it's, a, it's a
1: pretty, pretty logical thing to do.
0: Yeah, and of, of course, I mean, obviously, it's confirmed in a. Well, it's already been. It's confirmed in a minute exactly that he is his father. But even before we get to that, that that phrase, oh, you're a bright young man, I'm like. Hmm, that sounds very
1: yeah, paternal. Yeah. It, it, it is, isn't it? But like I say, it's confirmed in a minute anyway.
0: Yeah, it's confirmed in a minute anyway. But as I was watching this, my mind was like you know, firing off as I was hearing things, looking for clues. And
1: I think we were like so just assuming that this was the case. So it just it plays. I think everyone at this point knows that people are playing. That's why the you know the moment where he does say it isn't like a big reveal moment. Oh it's sure, kind of yeah. Like it plays like, hey, look, we but... knew you got this as well.
0: But the funny thing is, though, is because of not. I mean, as much as we've guessed it, there's not really been any hints, like direct sort of like comments that would make you think it. So moments like that are actually really exciting because it's like, oh wait, yeah. are they actually confirming what I think they uh, what I think's going on? And then I like minute, that, even though
1: they haven't been hinting at this, Lynch kind of knows that. Hey, you're all guessing this anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. like it,
1: it plays it like it knows that we're thinking it. This this entire scene. So then.
0: <laughs> obviously they're close to Twin Peaks because then running out of the woods comes Jerry in the dead Good of night. Good old Knight. Jerry. Yes. Uh, he's still very out of it. Uh, ma- mainly, you can tell this because his binocular skills right now are a little bit uh, subpar. Uh, Quite it likely. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I-, I laughed a lot. Because he notices he- he the cars out there. Because you know, he's a distance away that he can't really see who it is. Because obviously he would recognise Cooper I think. Well, he, he I think he would, him.
1: because he, yeah, he met him.
0: Yeah. Right? He would definitely recognise his grandson, I would imagine. So, but he holds up the binoculars and he holds them the wrong way and he only sort of looks through one eye. And instead of, like, sort of realising he's done something wrong, he thinks, he, he just sort of puts them down and goes,
1: Dear God. Do you know what? I kind of, like, because the idea is, binoculars typically you zoom in on one thing, like you look at it, you know, it's like hmm. tunnel vision, you go look at it. Well, the way he does it here, he sees the whole picture. He's literally like he's looking at the bigger picture.
0: Well, it's actually kind of the opposite because when you, you see the, the, his view through the binoculars and it's actually just, instead of magnifying it, it just puts a really big black border around what he's looking at.
1: Right, right, but in the idea that it's he tiny, sees though. all... Of, it, it's tiny, sure, but the idea that when I say bigger picture, I mean, he's not focusing on one specific thing. He's not looking at this one person. You know, like you would be if you were using the binoculars. It's like the idea that he's kind of just focused on the whole thing instead.
0: I'm not sure I get that. I don't know. But the, the visuals they used to actually show it, I, I don't think that it conveyed that at all. If anything, it was just sort of narrowing it to the one thing, but it wasn't magnifying it. So it was... So, I don't know. I'm not really quite getting the it's the big picture thing from that. If anything, it was actually more focused and less efficient than a normal <laughs> use of binoculars would be. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah. If anything, I'd maybe argue it kind of shows what there's... It kind of conveys what the show is like often, where you feel like you're in the dark about a lot of things, and you you just see the one tiny slither of what's going on. Mm. But then, you know, okay. you get more later on, and it starts to connect, and you get it, but... Uh, so, yeah, I think that's maybe, at least that's what I'm reading from it, is that's kind of like, for us as the viewer, how we've felt throughout all these different scenes throughout the season, where we we feel like, okay, we're getting one little bit of it here, and that's yeah, all. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, so, so sends sends Young Richard up to this rock. Uh, also i did like as he's doing this as he's sending him up to the rock and he's like, oh you t- i'm 25 years your senior he plays it off as oh i'm old do go climb
1: young man and you you know he's like he's using you as you know you're you're the poison taster it's yeah. you're, you're the man who who drinks the wine first to check it's not poisoned
0: well actually that, that, that i think that's up for up for debate did he was he using him to test if this was safe or did he know it was not safe and he was just deliberately getting rid of him
1: that's a fair debate,
0: because when he vanishes, he doesn't seem very surprised. He just kind of goes, "You know, so long, my son." Right,
1: and 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 I was torn. I'm I'm still torn. Is that the idea that that was always the intention? Was to send him there like as a sacrifice, so to speak, mm-hmm. or was it he was suspecting this was a trap? And it's like the two coordinates, you know, they were maybe in cahoots. It's like okay, there is a trap here, and if I go into that, I'm done. So I'm going to send someone else first. Yeah, to test no, it. yeah. Could could be a trap. Yeah. And maybe S test And yeah. that's why you know when he asks him, Oh, okay, I've got two two coordinates that match, so what do I do? And it's like, well you check those out, but he's going, Yeah, but they might be a trap still. Because they're the ones that, that match, whereas the one on its own it might be the real one then.
0: Yeah. Um That's interesting. I part of me feels like it's intentional, or at least Or maybe it's like yeah, he's testing it but he's like yeah, I kind of need to take care of this loose end anyway. It's very... It's like, how little he cares. Because like, there's almost a moment when he gets out of the, the truck and when he he says the one thing where he's like, Oh, you, you, you're a bright young man. There's almost like a smile on his face. It's almost like he's proud, which is not not nothing I ever thought I'd see Doppelcoat be. Right, uh, and it almost loads you into this false sense of like, oh no, maybe he doesn't actually want to kill the. T- I mean, he's brought him along. It's like you know, maybe, maybe he does actually kind of want to bond in some weird, dark way. Like he wants a new soldier, and what well, better soldier than someone who's devoted to the father? Because you're you're both evil as shit. Uh, but now, sure enough, he just goes up and lets him die, and he he says, you know, goodbye, my son, and he walks back to his car, and that's it. It's it's yeah. very uncaring.
1: We should point out that death is. Unusual, as well. Oh yeah. yes.
0: So basically, he gets to this this exact coordinate. He gets up on top of the rock, and it's you know things the little detectors, things is beeping, is beeping faster as he gets towards it. You know, it's basically you know warmer, colder, warmer, colder, and he gets there. And there's a a flash. There's like a sudden oomph of a flash, and then it's all sort of, sort of electrical noises, and he basically fizzles all... out of existence. I wouldn't say. He doesn't vanish. He fizzles. It's like a it's like a pop. It's like a pop, and then it's like he disintegrates from the bottom because it sort of like goes up to his head, and he sort of like, yeah. It's a little. His body becomes little bits of light that sort of just disintegrate as he go as they
1: go up. It's interesting, isn't it? It fell I mean, <laughs> Well, I mean, this is like, Was it a trap? Was that what was meant to happen to Doppelcoop, or or is he? You know, was he? Is he the fuel? Was he is he powering whatever this is?
0: I don't think so. I I I think what I would maybe debate though is that maybe it only reacted that way because he is the child of a lodge like okay. being. Uh
1: well, might work. So there's some of that in him.
0: Or the opposite. It only worked that way because he's not a lodge like being. Like if it was Doppelkoop, it would have just taken him to the lodge. But because he's a human being, it was like, Oh no, what's this? and just
1: vzz. No, that's fair.
0: Dead. <laughs> so um, but then again that, that wouldn't work with the whole it's a trap he's testing if it's a trap thing Right. Uh, but then again we also pondered if it's just a intentional he needs to take care of this Lucent he wants rid of him so
1: right that's it there's a lot of ways to read this
0: there is uh, but uh, yeah what have I written down break flash sparkling disintegrating Aye, all good words uh, favourite part of the scene though is actually it cuts back to Jerry at this point and Jerry you know, sees all this he's shocked and horrified all the rest of it and instead of reacting like any other human being would, he blames the binoculars. He says Bad binoculars. Bad bad binoculars And that really cracked me up. Uh, but so is it, and again maybe that's a little meta comment that he's bl- he's blaming the device that he's using to watch it to like you know, for for, for what's going on. Almost like in a sort of meta T V kind of way, like you're you're blaming the, the TV show for the things not happening that you want to happen.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's almost like you're blaming blaming the characters for not doing what what you want them to do.
0: Yeah, as as if they're making the, the decisions. <laughs> it's not you're yeah, exactly. scene. Yeah. You're going,
1: damn it, Cooper, why'd you do that? But um,
0: so the final part of this scene is that Doppel sends a text, and obviously he's been texting Diane, and he texts a. Uh, uh, it's basically a smiley face. It's, it's a you know a colon a dash and a, a bracket, and then the word all, and then a and then a full stop, right? Yes. Um, so I, I wrote down exactly because I thought it was worth uh again, yeah, yeah, the, the exact thing. Also, there's a reason why it's relevant later as well. Yep.
1: Um, I mean, even in the moment, you're like, what, what's this? Because obviously, again, we, hmm. we go, okay, this is probably to Diane because that's what we've been seeing back and forth. Yeah. Uh, um, like, I, but it, it seems to have no relevance at the moment.
0: Oh, and just one little touch is it says it's not delivered. Wherever he is right now, there's no signal. Yes, which I think is just a really neat way of because okay the scene with Diane later when she gets the text has to be during the daytime so we just have to justify it by saying that the text doesn't go through right away and she gets it when she gets it, fair enough, works well enough Um, so that's the opening scene so right away, weird death scene it's interesting that Richard get taken out that quickly
1: yeah, it's kind of like this new character was irrelevant in many ways um, in in the sense of ultimately, you know, he didn't accomplish anything. He was just there to serve Cooper. I, and I feel like maybe that's a way of looking at like a lot of these new characters, where ultimately maybe they're just there to serve the characters that we that we knew before.
0: Oh sure, yeah, I get what you mean, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's pointless, though. No, a, no, that, no, that no, has no, a I,
1: purpose. That is a purpose. So what I meant is, you know, maybe they don't have their own thing. Like, maybe we shouldn't be looking at them and going, okay, I want this character to do, you know, whatever thing. And we should be going, right, how do they serve whoever's story from before?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I, I think it's interesting how, so, sort of, uh, suddenly this villainous character. Because uh, the thing is, though, he's earned the death. Like, he's, do- we've seen him do enough bad things that it's actually quite satisfying to see him go <laughs> out like this. You uh, almost wish that you knew it was coming, just so you could be scared a little bit. Maybe that's just my vindictive side uh, sneaking through. Oh, I get it. Um, but no, that's probably a good way of looking at it, is that a lot of these new characters are there to serve the plots of either Cooper or perhaps some of the other original characters, to an extent. I, I think some of them are obviously a bit more full than others. I think you know a character like Janie E has a bit more meat to her than, say, Richards. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm mainly thinking of the ones in Twin Peaks, to be honest.
0: Although Richard... <sighs> Richard has more of an impact, though, just by the the fact of what his creation is, who he came from. He has a a lot going on because of that. Uh, Because as soon as we started pondering, oh, is he Doppelkooper's son? It's like, oh, what happened? Did he rape Audrey? And that's like this dark backstory you start building. So, as much as they may not have traditional arcs in the, you know, in the traditional sense, they actually build a lot of the background stories to what's going on and what's happened over the past 25 years. So, uh, so I, I guess my point overall there is uh, I do not appreciate your tone when I mean, you said he was pointless
1: P- pointless may have been a bit flippant Yes, and I, I knew what I meant and, and that got explained eventually Aye. no one else did until I deciphered it for them I'm sure someone did thank you
0: very much uh, so then we cut to Dougie's house uh, and Hutch and Chantel have arrived they're in a, in a van and they're kind of dressed up as if they're painters that's the yep. cover for the for the stakeout and they're just kind of waiting and uh, actually there was a small line before anything else happened there was a small line where Hutch uh, says uh, did you hear that bird this morning hmm. and she's like oh I sure as shit did and I don't know I mean obviously owls are a big thing I don't know if that was like a a, a small little hint of like, there was some foreshadowing that they maybe weren't smart enough to read because they don't know about the owls and stuff but I don't know I thought it was it's there for a reason I mean it could also just ban- well, it has to be yeah. banter, but it definitely felt like it was. Given
1: how little has been banter overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh so so we had that. And then that's when the FBI show up. Uh, at oh, the same cool. location.
1: This, this is this is the moment of the episode.
0: It really isn't.
1: <laughs> I think you're underestimating how how much I love this Wilson stuff.
0: No, I love this Wilson stuff too, but in this episode, moment of the end, no, come on now, come on now. <laughs> no,
1: no, I can't keep. I can't There's a keep moment it up, in I'm this sorry.
0: episode that people have been waiting for twenty-five years for. I don't. Th- I, I, I know. Think... Uh, I can't.
1: I can't keep it up any longer. I was just...
0: <laughs> as much as I love Wilson's boss being a
1: dick to him, it's you know. I, 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 I know. That, that wasn't being serious. Yeah.
0: So, and of course, he is still a dick. He's like Wilson. Uh, you know. What made you do just that, Sherlock, when he's, he mentions that no one's home? Because no one's answering the door, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so he says, right, go get a car and stake the place out until Dougie and his wife show back up.
1: Uh, and he goes, Wilson, you son of a bitch.
0: And he uh, he, he talks to the other guy, he's like, okay, let's go to his place of work, so they're going to Lucky Sevens, so that sets up where they're going.
1: And then turns back and goes, Wilson, get going. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you really paid attention to a lot of these little Wilson lanes, didn't you?
1: I wrote down everything he said to Wilson. Of course you did. Uh,
0: so, get simple scene, but it's really setting the idea that all these things are converging. Uh, cause yes. you've, you've got Hutch and Chantelle you've got the FBI there, all these things are kind of coming together. Uh, so then we cut to the hospital and Cooper is uh, lying in a bed, he's in a coma uh, after his electric shock
1: from the last episode. It, it took me a moment to realise why he was in the coma, I have to be honest. Okay. That's just you. So, we, we we saw the the electrical thing. You know that was the the last thing we saw, and we saw the lights go out. Hmm. But we didn't see how badly he was affected by it.
0: Well, sure. That's the point of this scene is that it cuts to this and it tells you how badly he was affected by right,
1: it. Right, right. That's what I mean. But like, I, I was saying, like it took me a minute to realize. It's like, oh, this was you know that like all hmm. of that was that.
0: And uh, so someone did point out in our comments a really nice observation that. That, you know, this version of Dougie was born in episode three and died in episode fifteen. Three
1: fifteen.
0: No, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, um so so he's in he's in the in the hospital bed and uh and it was a nice little meta comment here actually, because uh, Bushnell comes in. Obviously Jenny E and Sonny Jim are already there and Bushnell comes uh traps in and he's like Oh I've heard I've heard what you told me he's, he's in a coma yad yadda And, yada, yada, yada. and uh, Jenny's like, oh yeah, he, he could wake up in days, sign Jim, or it could take years. And then Bushnell says, uh, uh, "Oh, it won't take that long. It won't, it won't, it not take uh, years for him to come out of the coma." And I thought that was kind of funny because it was, it was like a we had him gone for twenty five years, and then b the whole idea that this whole season people are like, "Oh, when's Cooper going to wake up? When's he waking up?" And,
1: you know. and I love that, like during the scene, you kind of get it. It's like, okay, this is it. Like once he wakes up, he's going to be him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he intentionally shocked himself to try and jolt jolt back yeah. into existence. That that was kind of what happened. Um, so then the Mitchum Brothers shop, and I'm I'm not going to lie, I, I I have grown to really love the Mitchum Brothers. As soon as he you know came out of that corner with that giant like uh, fruit basket, or whatever it was.
1: Anyone who comes in bearing food is a friend.
0: You know, he comes in with that, and you know they're, they're very nice to Jenny E. They you know they friendly Jim. Oh, jam
1: oh, offer the finger sandwiches.
0: Uh, I actually noted down... Uh, where's my line here? Hold on. Yes. Uh, Candy steps in with the tray and says, these are what they call finger
1: sandwiches. Yes. Are they just finger long, or is it because you eat them with your fingers? Because I would argue that is all sandwiches.
0: Oh, it's, They're bait size. Okay.
1: I can bait get size. a good look at them.
0: Ah, they're just you know, uh, bite size, and I think they were rectangular shaped as well. Um, my point wasn't to debate what the definition of a finger sandwich was. Uh, I feel pretty confident on it. My my point was that that line just was really funny because it was like, oh, you won't know what a finger sandwich is, and then it then it cracked me up even more. But a minute later, like he you know he picks it up. He's like, yes, yeah, the uh, finger sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, all, all, all very good stuff. Uh, but no, very amusing. It was again. It was like all these people around Cooper's. Like all these people he's affected over the course of the season that have all grown to care about him because he's done good things for them. Janie E. Bush and all the Mitchum brothers, Sonny Jim. Uh, very heartwarming. All around the bed. And it's funny because during that scene, it cuts to Dakota and it just cuts to, it cuts to Gordon in the room with all the equipment,
1: just standing and did a bit of pacing.
0: He's like, I don't even think he's pacing. He's just standing still. And pace at the end. Uh. No, he's just standing there, and he's just listening to the machines, and they're doing, they're, they're reacting to something. Something's got whatever, yeah. whatever they're reading. Then I have no idea what they're reading. They've never really been into this. Well, they're just there, aren't they? I suspect they're maybe picking up logic of some kind. Maybe they're reading yeah, some waves. sort of energy. Yeah, and so they're they're doing that. But of course, it, it contrasts nicely because it cuts f- from the hospital where you hear you know the machine beeping, you know. The, the heart rate monitor, and it cuts to Dakota, you hear all this beeping going off, and it cuts back to the hospital, and the beeping's going on. It's just it's just, again, it's, it's showing you clearly that whatever he's picking up, it's something to do with what's happening with Cooper right now. Yes. And it's funny, because at this point in the episode, I actually thought that we were, I mean, I expected this would lead to him waking up, but I thought we were actually going to go inside his head. I thought we were going to get like a weird dream sequence or something mm, where, he, okay. where he, he, he actually sort of breaks out by doing something in a dream Oh, I got you. Yeah. Of course it, been it didn't. Different.
1: But yeah. But yeah. I mean, it not outside the realms of possibility for this show. Oh, certainly not. Um, I, I did like how, you know, and in, in that's what everyone kept saying, you know, oh, it's to do with the electricity. And obviously that's been, uh, obviously for them, that's just the direct cause of the coma. But it's yeah. been such a big theme, electricity being, you know, so common, you know, the, the conduit for all of this.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... So we go back to the hospital and uh, Bushnell gets a call from uh, Phil. Phil. Phil with a coffee from uh, Lucky 7. And he just he informs me that the FBI were there and that he told them where they were, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I did note down a line that I really liked. As, uh, What's he done now? He's in a coma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'll tell you what, that annoyed me a little bit. Bushnell doesn't seem to end the call. Like, he doesn't even look to see that the call's finished. He just puts it straight down into his pocket, into his inside pocket. What what sort of civilized person does that?
0: An old man who was already in his sixties when cell phones became a thing.
1: I'm not having it.
0: Get over <laughs> it. All right. So then we go back to the Doogie house. Brace yourself. And I want to point out, you know, because I, you know, I have like the subheadings from the different scenes. That's mm. the next page is just two scenes. That's uh, how how meaty. I oh, you can actually see that there. Like uh, just half. Oh, a that must have changed, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Back to Dougie yes. House. And this Hutch- is
1: this is the, the the scene. I I you know you you your notes as a certain thing. Yeah. My, my, no, this scene for me is just headed as the, the double stakeout.
0: Oh sure yeah, because uh, obviously Wilson and whoever else from the FBI you know pulls up. They're staking out. Hutch and Chantal are still staking out. Um, and they start having a conversation. He's talking about uh, some guy named Sammy. He's like, oh do you know do you remember that guy Sammy? He passed away. Uh, owed the money. And she's like, do you feel bad about that? And actually, he's like, "eh, just kind of because of the hand shake." Um, I don't have anything to read into that little conversation, but it was there.
1: I I, I think it was just setting up, you know, the type of people. Still, just reinforcing the type of people they are. Yeah, I mean, I did owe him money. They have some sort of honor to their system.
0: Yeah, because they mentioned he was a nice guy. Um. But yeah, so that's this is when the limo pulls up, the Mitchum brothers and the catering van pull up in there because I hate to stock the house and they're, they're bringing in food and uh, obviously Hutch and Chantel are looking over and like what the hell's going on? In fact, I think he even says like does any any of them do again? and he's like does any of them look like our boss? And you know they're like they're 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 like just like what's going on? Why is why is there three ladies in like pink dresses like carrying food into the house? And, you know then it cuts to Wilson in the the FBI car and he's like. Uh, limo three ladies in pink no mr or mrs jones and it just... is
1: a strange situation to be fair
0: very very strange uh, so of course it's when this is going on that this other car pulls up in front of the van uh, a white car uh, it says on the side there's a, a sort of a company logo it's an accounting firm um zawanski uh, which could very well be the man's name as well, if he maybe is the head of this accounting account firm. That's maybe why he's got it plastered on his door. He uh, politely tells Hutch and Chantel that they're in his driveway. And Chantel, who just previously was very upset that she was on her last bag of Cheetos, it uh, was starting to get very to very be, antsy. To be upset, She gets very Didn't upset I? and tells this man to go F himself. Uh, he has this reaction on his face. He's like, this... Right? And you don't know where it's going to go. And I had no idea where it was going to go either. He
1: kind of plays it like, okay, I don't want to deal with these two.
0: Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll go move my car. And instead, he rams the car into the front of the I van.
1: Mean, he does move the car just forwards.
0: Yes. Uh, which pisses off Chantal even more. In fact, I've written, just after the go F yourself, I've just written a one word note that says escalation. dot, dot. Dot. <laughs> Because it does escalate. No one can argue with me that this scene does escalates. It does, absolutely does. Uh, in
1: in in no way does this not escalate.
0: And she she pulls out her handgun and she goes to shoot him, which then escalates more when he just pulls out of his backseat an Uzi.
1: <laughs> I love how he has an Uzi just lying around. It's fantastic. Shoots
0: her on the shoulder. And then Hutchley pulls out his shotgun. And he takes up he you know pulls off a blast and then he's like, okay, he's ruining our whole thing. We need to go. And I love it. This time it cuts over to the FBI car. Who who you think at this point would be rushing in to handle the situation? You know, like FBI do. You know, because that's what they do in the FBI, Wilson. But no, he just he just sinks in his chair. He just ducks like, oh, we'll just wait for this to be well, over.
1: I can't wait for Wilson to get a good shout in it.
0: Oh, I don't know if we'll see it though.
1: I don't know if we will either. But I want it so badly.
0: I know, but you know the thing was this scene justified to me why he's always getting shouted at because he's a shit FBI man.
1: He is. I mean, I mean, we saw it last episode. You know, we brought in the wrong family. Yeah. That was shit FBI. What well, you know, we had you know, one kid. Why you, did you bring him on with loads? You can tell I'm sleep deprived when I
0: said FBI man and not FBI agent. Just just for the record, I, I didn't notice I did that right before anyone in the comments. I think, I think it
1: says more about me that I didn't correct you. Th- that's all. I thrill. just let it go. So. <laughs> so,
0: so they, they, they actually one of my favorite little bits here is this when they, so the accountant's out of the car. I love that it's the accountant he's not just like random bald man. He's the accountant. Like we've got a, a phrase for him, right? He's out behind his car and he's shooting, the Uzi And they ram the van into the car, which then hits him. Like it, you know, it's, it's almost like a it knocks him over. Yeah, it's got it's like a little like pull. Yeah, yeah, Domino effect. I was going to say it was almost—it like a kind of pull where they, they hit the car into him.
1: Ah, uh, you know? so the car—the car was the white ball.
0: Yes, and then he was the. Any whatever. other
1: couple. Yeah, yeah. Take a pick. Uh, red. We'll go with red because yeah. that's that's the Mac.
0: And I thought that was really funny. Uh, it was just a really funny moment. No, this was actually a really good action scene, which I don't typically go into Twin Peaks expecting good action scenes, but this was actually really funny. It was really out of nowhere, and it was you know take. Yep. So then they try to drive off, but of course uh, the accountant's not letting this happen. So he just lets. Right, he's, rip. he's having none of it. He lets rip with the Uzi, and we see all the bullets. And again, I liked how this was shot because it was like inside the the van, you could just see all these like all the dents in the side of the van, like all the metal yeah. uh, with the bullets, because he's just you know spraying the Uzi arm. And of course Wilson's still sitting in the car doing nothing because he's a lazy bastard. Or actually, he's a cowardly, cowardly bastard. Is maybe more of an accurate. He's probably quite cowardly. lazy as well. Cowardly. There you go. See, I cowardly, told you I was tired.
1: Yeah. What do you want? What you want from me? I, I, I didn't give you. Co- I didn't correct FBI man, but I'm correcting cowardice into cowardly. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. There you go. Um.
0: So, so he, he does that, and like all going down. He, he's basically just walking down this, this street, this you know suburb, quiet neighborhood, family homes, all this kind of thing, and he's just walking down the street with an Uzi, uh, shooting after him, and he obviously, eventually, gets Hutch. Hutch is just like you know, spurtin' blood all over the place. He's getting hit.
1: It's it's you know the way you, you know like, as he's walking, like, he reloads. It really reminds me of something like out of a mafia movie.
0: It, it does. It feels like a like an action scene, either in a mafia movie or like uh, I don't know, like Death Wish or something. Like just he's he's, he's a bad mm. action hero, the accountant. Much he is. I didn't see that film with Ben Affleck, but I'm sure this was better.
1: I don't know. I'm Pretty sure that had Anna Kendrick in it.
0: Get your weird perverted <laughs> obsession out of the equation. All right.
1: I'm not sure
0: I can do that. Watch a good Anna Kendrick movie like uh, Mr. Right. That's a good one.
1: That's a very good one.
0: So, so, so obviously, let's not gloss over. Now, given that a lane of dialogue that's coming up later might be you know, the most important lane of dialogue in the entire show, I think it says something. There's a lane of dialogue in this scene that actually rivals it for the best lane of dialogue in the entire show. So, shooting's going on. The Mitchum brothers come out. They've got their guns out because, you know, they're, as much as they're, they've been. Quite nice people, they're, they're also kind of organized crime bosses, like they're, they're doing the thing, mm. and they're coming out and they're sort of watching the events unfold. and It's after they've you know, both Hutch and Chantel are dead, and the van just kind of like you know, rolls for a little bit and then stumbles into like a lamppost or whatever it is. And it cuts back to them, and uh, Br- Bradley's what does he say? He says, Oh, what kind of neighborhood is this? and then Rodney says, People are under a lot of stress, Bradley.
1: It's the way he delivers it. I know. I just, it oh, per- it's such a good line. It's amazing. Like I, I was watching. My girlfriend was watching this with me, and she doesn't actually watch the show. She just yeah. happens to catch the odd episode when when I, I've got. I'm like, I'm watching. I'm putting the TV. You can sit here and watch it, or you can go away. <laughs> and this time, she sat here and watched it. Faint ultimate. And she, she she was you know on a computer doing whatever, and. This, she just stopped everything and just laughed at this. That's, that's how good this moment is. You don't even need to be watching it and paying attention, but still oh, yeah. that's line.
0: It's funny on its own, but like, you just you see the chaos happening, and then he's just like, "People are under a lot of stress, Bradley." It's
1: it's, it's brilliant, really, really, it's so- really funny.
0: Now, of course, now that the vans finished rolling, it's hit something. The actions all came to a close. Now Wilson decides to get out of the car, and he's like, "FBI, freeze!" And of course, the you know the accountant's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not going to mess with the FBI." he puts his gun down, he puts his hands up, and we end with what is quite a sort of cinematic action shot of like them coming towards him and he's like in the middle of the street with his hands up and there you go. He's
1: sort of like, I didn't do anything. It's like, I mean, they're on, they're on my drive.
0: <laughs> I, I think he might have t- took the self-defence a bit extreme there, just, just a touch.
1: Maybe a touch. Maybe when they were driving away and he walked after them with the Uzi. That's where it maybe went too far. Uh,
0: I do hope we get a scene with Wilson explaining that he, he witnessed all this this. He's like, why don't you just... This is
1: it, look. I don't think we're going to see Vegas again.
0: Right, I agree.
1: But goddammit, yeah, well, it, I want
0: it. Outside of one moment, I think we'll get. But I don't think we'll see any of those other characters.
1: Right, right. But goddamn, uh, you know, like I hope it's an extra, like a little extra thing that we get. You know, you know when, when the Blu rays coming out and they, yeah, you know, they, you, know when, you know how they, they do this now where they, you know, they they release something little extras on YouTube. You know, like in the week before in like, the run up promotion.
0: I, I'm not gonna lie. I want a I want a sitcom, right? spin off that is in Vegas and it's got Wilson and the Wilson and the FBI and the What's Mitch and
1: Wilson and the FBI. And I want the Mitch and as well. I want I want. Oh, oh they're they eh. major supporting characters, but you call it Wilson and the FBI. <laughs> Wilson and the FBI
0: <laughs> Oh it's so good. Did I miss anything in my notes? No. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't think so. That was all of it.
0: No, that, that was that was just, that just the, that
1: the uh, you know Hutch and Chantella shot. Badly. Oh they're
0: dead. Yeah they, they like, are Lots and lots of bullet holes. They they are a mess. They are just like, you know, break out the sponge.
1: He might. I'll well just burn it.
0: We cut back to the hospital.
1: The high pitched noise.
0: The high pitched noise. Bushnell hears it. Same same noise from the Great Northern, which is interesting in of itself. Is like, oh, well, that's here now.
1: It it makes it it makes that more interesting. Yeah, that it, it, it makes me
0: think. Oh, what's going on at the Great Northern? no exactly the,
1: it's like, okay if this is what this is what was that one for
0: yeah especially since that one's a lot more consistent that's been there for days weeks even depending on mm. you know how long those scenes have been taking over so taking over you know what i mean it's how long they have been going so i told you i'm tired right i'm i'm sorry i'm doing my
1: best where are you doing all right
0: right so he leaves. He's following the noise. It's basically just to sh- distract him here more than anything else to get out of the room, so that so that the one armed man can do his fading into appearances and do his scene. But of course, one armed man appears, and all I've written down is
1: Cooper exclamation point because he
0: just snaps up out of bed. He just wakes up.
1: Mine just says Coop exclamation point. And then he get finished I was like, I just just that's it. Excitement. He snaps up. He turns to the side. And then, Before he even says anything, it's like. He's back? You just you can just see it.
0: Backwards speak from the you know one a man or lodge speak rather more to be more precise because it's not really backwards speak. You know what I mean? You're awake, and then Cooper in an assertive manner says, hundred percent." I'm like, "That's not diggy. That's not diggy at all."
1: I know. And and then uh, uh, one I man finally. <laughs> yeah, <be> till <laughs> we Like like we're we're all the same. All the same, meta. Mate. Finally. That's it. I've enjoyed Dougie. That's not. That's not. Well, I have too. I mean, I I understand people who think it's gone on too long. I do. I think this well, is the point where it is well, this more is the than end that of the
0: story. More than that, in a minute though, I've I've got a point in that I want to make once we get okay. to a certain moment. Uh, so War Man is like, and I didn't realize he could pass pass things through when he's like oh, fading. It's a
1: really strange effect, isn't it?
0: it? Is because he, he passes him the ring. You know the, the you know the green ring from Fireball yeah. with me. So he gives him the ring, and then Cooper's like the seed, the seed.
1: But yeah um, you, you missed the the first part of that conversation he, he says oh, the other one he didn't go back in oh he's yeah yeah but like, he's uh, still out and then uh, he's you know uh, then he passed in the ring I, I glossed over that because it was a uh, well I mean it's important for Cooper to know that's that's what's setting him on that mission
0: oh sure but I, I think he knows that anyway like I feel like he's just he's he's basically reiterating stuff that he kind of already knows and then gives him the ring yeah okay Um, but I glossed over that because it was just kind of like he brings him up to speed with anything that he doesn't you know anything that he might not have all the details yeah, yeah. on yet and um, he goes on the ring, and then Cooper's like, The seed, the seed, and he pulls out a chunk of hair, and he's, he's like, You need to make another one. And he's like, uh, You know, one of our mans, like, I understand. And what I love about this is that he's literally just woken up, right? He's been out days for weeks, he's been, you know, in the lodge for 25 years. And the first thing he thinks of when he wakes up is like, You have to make another husband for uh, Janie E and a father for Sonny Jim immediately. Yeah that's his first thought is that these people are going to be without their husband because Dougie doesn't exist anymore you need to give them one
1: I, I was he goes oh do you have the seed and he pulls out, you know the, the gold ball yeah like the orb it's like okay so that's the seed that's oh the yeah way we have a name like, for it we just,
0: yeah, we just didn't know what the name was for it but yeah right
1: but it, make, it makes me go how much did Cooper learn in that 25 years in the lodge because he knows what this is he knows some stuff like clearly because he, know, he knows what the seed is he knows what it does
0: yeah, um, I I wonder maybe you've seen other things happen, or maybe, yeah, um, I mean, well, I mean, it's it's pretty clear quite soon that he remembers everything that's happened this season, as he oh, know, when he was but in his I, days. But obviously,
1: this is stuff that's happened while he was in the lodge, presumably, because this is an information he could have learned outside.
0: Oh, sure, sure. I'm I'm just uh, like he he remembers all that as well. So it's like uh, and admittedly, he couldn't have gotten that knowledge from that that. That experience, but um, certainly he knows about the seat. Uh, yes. I wonder how much they'll go into more that he knows. I mean, he seems to have a great understanding of how the lodge works because he's you know he's talking to the one arm man. He's like, okay, I understand, then he go and get the other one, and like, he seems yeah. to be very. And he takes the ring without question. He you know he's he's, he's certainly not. It, it,
1: it, he seems to know what it is.
0: Yeah, he's certainly not taken aback by everything that's going on. Um. So yeah, but no, I, I, that's that's the main thing I want to point out here, though, is that. He, he's just woken up, he's got things to do, he's got the world to save, and his first thought is, no, oh, this poor wife and son are going to be without a loved one, uh, you know, this again, it's Cooper being as, as best as he possibly can be, it's him being a good person, he's like, the first thought is, no, you have to make sure there's a replacement so they're not alone. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I thought that was really heartwarming. Um, so they come back in, obviously they're all happy that he's up, uh, and they, they do, of course, Comment, uh, you know, a few times, a little bit here, a little bit when they're leaving later, but they comment on,
1: you know, he's been very,
0: you know, assertive and he's talking a lot, and yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they they notice that. Uh, so he asked for Bushnell's gun, which you know, yes. Bushnell Bushnell gives, and again, he,
1: this is showing just how much he was noticing, even as Dougie, because he's like, you know, that that specific gun that's under, you know, in that holster yeah, on that he, shoulder.
0: He says the very, you know, the exact make of the gun, where it is, you know, all, every all the details. And what I like about this is he 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 asked Jenny, "You can get the car, you know, go and get the car. I'll be down in a minute." And he asks Bushnell for his clothes, for his for Bushnell's gun, and all this. And all I could think was, everyone that he's encountered as Dougie is helping him. He, he's actually yeah. built up all these allies who are willing to just help him without question. They're not even asking why. And this is when he asked for Bushnell's phone. He calls the Mitchum brothers, and he's like. Guys, I need a plane and they quit Washington. And of course, I'm like, ah, Twin Peaks. He, he literally uh,
1: goes, yeah, I'm going to be at the casino in 20 minutes. I need to get a plane to Spokane. And they go, we're gassing it up right now. Yeah. The, and, 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 you know, no he, he looks at his brother and he's like, gas the plane. Yeah. And, and then straight away, he's just, they're just no, doing it. No hesitation. no hesitation.
0: No hesitation because he, he has built these allies because people around Cooper know that he's worth helping, even when he's not really Cooper. Like, he's, you know, in this Even weird when he's base. just a
1: shadow of himself, he's still. Helped.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> so so yeah, it it's it's actually during it's just after this call. It's just it's just after this they, they say to the girls, We're going on a trip, we're going to Washington, the main theme kicks in. I
1: know. And the it's thought, theme. Oh, what a moment. Now I'm
0: pretty sure someone guessed that the main theme would kick in when he woke up. Uh I, I
1: think someone may well have done.
0: Yeah, I wonder who that was. Very smart person, whoever I it is.
1: No, it could have been anyone on this, this vast internet. Right, I'll give you this one. I'll let that sit there for a minute. I'll
0: give you this one. Uh, <laughs> so the main theme's playing, obviously, it's starting to feel kind of emotional. This is when the you know, the eyes were getting a little bit teary. It's like, oh it's like he's, he's yeah. Cooper, he's like doing things and the music's playing and I don't think I was prepared though. Uh obviously there's a couple of little details. they get he leaves instructions for Gordon, he thinks Gordon will probably call Tell him this stuff, uh, which yeah. I'm sure will happen. Maybe off camera doesn't really matter. We know he's done it, yeah. Um So that's all very good, um, and yeah. So and he, he, he thanks Bushnell again. It's like this. It's like he knows he's not going to see him again. So he's like, you know, you've been a very kind man. Thank you for your kindness, and you'll never be forgotten. You know, he's very and he's you know again very Cooper about the way he's addressing him, and he's leaving. And Bushnell says. What wait, what about the FBI cuz the FBI's on the way. He knows they're coming to yeah. the hospital. It's like, "Wait, what about the FBI?" And Cooper turns, music's still playing of course,
1: and says and, the line. And I wasn't prepared for this because my eyes watered up and I oh, you cheered. Know, I had the biggest shitting and I said it along with him. Cuz was like I know, oh, no, know no, he was
0: oh, no, I when I said I didn't see it I, I said right. it coming after Bushnell said his line. I mean, oh, okay. And, and and I just I wasn't prepared for the moment coming. Like right. You know, right. Like, you know I had like what 2 seconds to prepare from when Bushnell said his line.
1: Yeah yeah
0: yeah. Right, so Bushnell says, What about the FBI? Cooper turns to the camera and says, I am the FBI oh, So good. And walks out. That may that, be that that might be the moment of the show. That may be the most cathartic moment, right? And this is where I'm going to like anyone who thinks this season went on too long with the Dougie stuff, you know what? That is why fifteen hours of fourth play are worth it. That moment
1: <laughs> It's one hell of an orgasm
0: it is that's exactly what it is though yeah. that, that i mean what is an orgasm it's that cathartic release after a lot well, of build-up no.
1: right uh, that's, that's what it, it is that, that moment would have been great after you know all right so we got we got dougie in episode three let's say that had been episode six just for argument's sake then yeah come back that would have been a great moment i'm sure it would have been it would have, it would have but been would, but would it have would you have had the shitty grin on your face that you had in it as he said that line
0: the grin, the cheer, the the watery eyes—I almost get watery eyes just thinking about it. It's just you know, know. Cooper's back. Jo, jo, it works so well, partly because it's been waiting for so long. We've been waiting the whole whole run of the show basically for this to happen. But it's also doubly more like meaningful because it's leading into the finale. Like it's not like if it had happened halfway through, it'd be like okay, it meant a lot. It would it worked really well. But the fact that it's gearing up as he's going to fight the final fight. Like, it's just as it, it's just as we need him.
1: That's it, he's w- when you need him most.
0: And I, th- I think the, the other thing is as well, like, had he woken up halfway through, especially since this is how Lynch has is written him here and how, how McLachlan's playing him, is like, no, as soon as he woke up, he was going to go and take care of things.
1: Yeah, you you can't ha like I say you yeah. can't have him do this unless you're at the end because 'cause you've got to go straight to it from him here, otherwise you have to change how you write him here.
0: Yeah, admittedly you could have written them. oh he woke up but then he wasn't really sure what was going on, like in, in the sense of oh, identity. But is he that more peeps?
1: interesting? Because then you kind of still have the same problem as so. Dougie, don't you? Because, you, you know, in the sense that yeah, you've got him, but he's kind of just wandering around aimlessly, which...
0: Well, I mean, he would have contacted Gordon, he would have done other things, he would have tried to investigate things, right. but it would have been a completely different show for the second half, whereas here, it was all this build-up, and as soon as he woke up, he knows what he needs to do. He knows he needs to go to Twin Peaks, he knows he needs to do this and that, and he's built all these allies, and it's like, all these people are helping him because he's been a good person to them. And it's it's kind of, it's a really simple message, it's like, if you put out good into the world, you will get good returned. There people, but you, you need to call on them. They will be there for you because
1: this is what you did for them. So it. That's it. It really is simple. It's like do good, and people will do good to you. Exactly. Really simple. It is really simple.
0: The theme music is still playing. He goes out to the car, and the the, the FBI arrive just as they're leaving. Um, and I'm sure you know the FBI man's not going to be very you know as intentional. I, I think he one. phones
1: and blames Wilson anyway. He will.
0: He'll blame Wilson somehow. And then he'll find out about the shootout, and he'll be like, "What? Why think you stop that, Wilson? This is what we do in the FBI." Oh, it's so good. I, th- this entire scene with the, the theme playing was just like the biggest grin, the watery eyes, like all of it. It was just so much. It was oh man. Do you, do you know what really dawned on me during this moment as well? It's like I know a lot of people obviously waited twenty-five years or however long it's been since they watched the original, depending on what age they are, and so on. But we've got this unique experience. Not only did we watch this, you know, watch the original series right before this new show, we did it weekly. We 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 started in January and we went through gradually. We sometimes twice a week, so we could fit it in. But it was every week we had new Twin Peaks, and it's just dawned on me that after next week, I will not. I will go my first week without a new episode of
1: Twin Peaks to watch since the start of the year. That's you're right because I think it was like the sixth of January. It was the yeah. first week of January as well that we started this. So it will literally be the entire year. Since the first, since the first episode of Twin Peaks, the
0: week after next will be the first week of my life without Twin Peaks since I started watching it. Yeah, and I'm a little scared of how empty that's going to feel. It
1: is because it's. we we obviously review a lot of TV on this channel, as you uh-huh. can you yeah. can click around and see, and we're used to having you know things for a season, then a break, and. Even shows that we've been doing continuously, like, you know, we're doing Leftovers at the minute, we're used to getting, okay, we've got this finite thing, this is this and that. But this is different because, like you say, this is, you know, nine, eight eight months, eight complete months of just Twin Peaks every week. Uh, No other show does that because, obviously, they take breaks.
0: Yeah. That's one took a 25-year
1: break. (laughs) They did. But, obviously, even, like, you know, a regular season has it. Yeah, has it breaks, uh, (laughs) even if it's at the end of the season. But this is eight solid months, every week, and it's going to be strange.
0: And it really has. I mean, I
1: mean, I mean, technically, there was that one week break here. But, oh, sh- okay, but that sh- was like, okay, it's, it's have, coming in a week.
0: Okay, you've thrown a, thrown a wrench in my in my little thing. Okay, but I've never went a fortnight without. And a new also, Twin it's peaks.
1: never been you've you've never gone knowing that there's not more coming in. Sure, in a sure, couple of days, yeah. like okay. or a couple of weeks, even at worst.
0: Uh, but that that's a, I don't know, it just it dawned on me, like I was, you know, as he's driving down the highway and I was just, I was smiling about it and I just, oh man, like, we're almost like this done. Is, this is
1: the end, we're, we're coming it, to the it, end of that journey.
0: And it feels like we're coming to the end it really feels like it's ramping up to the final now. And uh, so yeah, they're really impressed with his, his uh with his driving, which <laughs> is my final point. In fact, Janie E's look, like, it's like, you know, Sonny Jim says, Dad can drive, he can drive real well.
1: Uh, it's just, which which does make me beg the question, if she thinks that he couldn't drive, why the hell did he have a car?
0: Oh no, I, I didn't read it as literally he couldn't drive. No, I think, I I think he, he did drive, but she just always thought of him as a shit driver. Yeah. Uh, so she always yeah. said he can't drive. Uh, but um, no, the look in her face though, after she says that, and she just looks over at him, she's got this kind of half smirk in her face like, this was weird, but she's impressed. It was like you know, she's,
1: she, she she's feeling it. It was
0: it was an impressed, love, and the confusion all wrapped up into one. It was like just a it was a really well delivered sort of reaction from Naomi Watts. Good job in it that was. sense. Uh, but you know, you, you see him speeding on highways, like ducking and diving between cars. It's all it's all very good. Uh, but again, focused, laser focused. This is the mission. This is what we need to do. So. Let me cut to Dakota, and I was talking about this is almost a whole page, just one scene. Yeah. D- down to there, all one scene. brace yourselves. It's a big one.
1: It is a big one.
0: <sighs> and this is, this is the thing. Like, after after that last scene, I'm like, okay, the rest of the was going to be quite quiet because, you know, that was that was that, big. That thing. was the
1: moment we've been waiting for.
0: Yeah, I was. It was the moment, and it, it honestly yeah. it delivered.
1: Which is kind of crazy, isn't it? You, you, there's always this thing, you know, it builds the expectations for so long that you kind of feel. It can't well, deliver.
0: here's the th- here's the thing. Lynch does a lot of weird things. He, he likes to, you know, withhold things. He likes to do his weird surrealism, and uh, you know, he's not a commercial director. But he doesn't like as much as he likes to do all that stuff. And he likes to like poke at all, all these weird ideas that you don't really think of. And he likes to be cerebral and, yeah, you know, think outside the box. He doesn't do it at the at the cost of like a really good moment you know, like I I am the FBI. Like that that moment is not a David Lynch moment, but it means a lot more because we've been through a lot of David Lynch moments to get to it. Right.
1: That's it and but like I say like this isn't even just David I'm sure he can you know pull off an end. After that I'm convinced that I'm not gonna be unsatisfied with this ending. Whatever oh, sure. it is, yeah. I'm sure okay it's gonna be pulled off because that yeah. moment convinced me. Is, is, I
0: have no doubt that it's probably going to be something that we are not predicting.
1: Right. But yeah, but but like this this isn't like something that's that would be a fault of just David Lynch. Like when when it was building for that long, there was a part of me that went, "Can it really deliver now? Like is it, is it is it overhyped? Is it too too much?" But sure enough, it managed to deliver.
0: Yeah, it it, it shows that when he needs to do it, he can just give good, sentimental, satisfying character sort of. He can beats.
1: just he can play the moment. Yeah,
0: he knows how to do it. He'll avoid it for a long time, but when it's time to do it, and it means more because he has held it off. It means more because he's not just been throwing them out every two minutes. Uh, and I, I think you know, t- just to go into a little sort of tangent here about uh, like things coming back after a time. You know, yeah, we're in a sort very, of dawn. very relevant these days. Yeah, we're it? in a, like sort of age of all these revivals and returns and reboots and all these things. Still no Firefly I still not goddamn firefly but so 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 many things like even and you know like i'm going to, to talk about the force awakens a little bit here right and i like the force awakens i like that movie a lot right i think it's a really solid movie but honestly that movie is very much we want to just kind of do what we did before because that's what people are going to like right it is you, you look at that movie no i
1: no, no, i fully agree with that i'll defend yeah. it on a idea that star wars as a whole is that you no, know, it's these it's it's the stories that have been told uh, before uh, that people uh, like.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just using this as the example. <laughs> yeah. Like this kinda goes for a lot of things. Star Wars just happened to do it well in this no, case with, with Force Awakens but it is it's, it's the structure of the original movie it's the you've know you you've got these new characters but they're kind of archetypes of the characters we had before and it's just oh, kind yeah, of absolutely. it's basically going back and saying oh, let's just mix it up a little bit but let's give people the journey again and I think some people probably wanted that from the new season of Twin Peaks they probably wanted Cooper I uh, think
1: a lot of people did
0: yeah and, and the town of Twin Peaks cracking his witty lines and you know all, I, was, all those things. I was
1: speaking to some of the people in, in our Facebook group you know Mildfuzz on Facebook mm-hmm. go and join join the conversation and I know some of them over there were a little bit disappointed that it had been, you know, weird, that it hadn't been that. You know, they came in wanting Twin Peaks, and instead they got David Lynch. But, but here's the thing:
0: here's the thing that I think is so unique about this return, right? And it's called the return. But I'm, I'm, but what's so unique about it is he didn't just come back and do the greatest hits. He didn't just come back and do the same thing with a with some, you know, a fresh like a paint.
1: He and, came back. And I, I don't think anyone would have complained if it had been.
0: And no, I'm sure that he have done it very well if he had. But he came back because he wanted. He had a story he wanted to tell, and it wasn't. And it, you know, it was a continuation of what came before. But it was this very specific story that he wanted to do over these 18 episodes, and he wanted to do that. And it's playing in the world of what he'd already built, but it wasn't just the same thing again. And you oh, know, absolutely, not. with was, you know, fancier effects and your things. It was a,
1: it was a hell of a risk, really, when you think about it, because. You know, you, you promised people Twin Peaks, and it's, it's Twin Peaks, but it's, it's not the Twin Peaks that you remember. It's not the Twin Peaks that you were expecting. It's, it's something different, oh, There's, it's, you know, undeniably.
0: It's changed. It's aged. Like, like the actors and the characters who are in it, Like it's aged. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: People, people evolve, and so has this show, has evolved over time.
0: Yeah, but whenever you do get that little bit of the old show, it's very nostalgic because that's kind of how you feel. That's how you look back at twenty five years ago when you're you know you've reached that age. You reminisce. You right. You know, and I, I think it says something that whenever we do feel a little bit like that, it's usually the older characters who are like reminiscing or or interacting without the newer characters, maybe kind of thing. We've talked about that before. And, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think you know more than ever. I'm actually convinced that no, he came into this season. Because he had a story he wanted to tell, which is a conclusion to the old stuff, but it's very much its own story. It's very much its own story of this returning, this build to this fight with this, you know.
1: Absolutely, it's it's this special thing where it, it doesn't work without your attachment to the old show. I don't, I just don't know. It it does, does no, it work. doesn't. No, not at all. But it is at the same time unquestionably its own beast entirely. Yeah, and I I'm struggling to think of many things that are that. It's kind of like. Lord of the Rings to The Hobbit, you know, like, as books. Hobbit came first as this book. And, it's like, and Tolkien's like, hey, well, you know, I've got ideas hmm. for this world, but it's very different. It's a completely different type of story, but I'm going to do it anyway.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can, can I see that comparison. Movies are another, another thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, no, I, was, I was very keen the, to specify the The, the movies there. would
0: be like if Lynch went back to do the original Twin Peaks after this one, but try to change it to make it feel more like this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not defending the yeah. Hobbit movies. I'm not going down that path.
0: Uh, you can't. That's impossible. A,
1: a, 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 there, there are fragments I can defend, but as a trilogy, absolutely <laughs> yeah, I cannot.
0: Anyway, where we? were we? We are in Dakota. We, we, think we, we stopped... were at Diane. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we were just talking about, about this scene. <laughs> yeah, I we didn't even start talking about this scene yet. Oh dear, right. So needless to say, we're quite happy with the episode, just in case that wasn't clear at this point. <laughs> uh just, oh, man. Alright, so Diane gets her text. She's sitting at the bar. We've seen her sitting here before. She gets her text. And I, I noticed that the time in the text was 4.32, uh, which isn't quite 4.30, but it's, you know,
1: close. Yeah, it's, it's cl- again, it's kind of like, it's almost like a countdown, isn't it?
0: Mm. Um. Although, when she looked at the text again in a second, it had already got up to, like, uh, like 44. And I thought, that wasn't 12 minutes, which I think may just be an editing mistake, or, you know, a continuity error more than anything else, but whatever probably i know noticed that it, just in case um so she gets the text and it was the, the text he sent uh exactly at this point um so when we see she's got a gun on her purse right we see the gun in the purse she looks into it and you see it there yeah right?
1: and, and and you see her just the reaction to the text she's she's oh she's shocked. terrified yeah she's horror she's scared yeah, yeah. i got a bit shocked and horror with the, with the two words i wrote
0: yeah yeah uh I also note down, she, she immediately, well, not immediately, but she gets shocked, and then she spigs her drink. like She has to take some booze to yeah, deal with and it.
1: Then, and then she just kind of comes out with, you know, I remember.
0: I re- oh, Coop, I remember. Yeah. She repeats it. And it's like, huh, okay. Um, and she texts back. She texts what I can only assume are the coordinates that she got. It's
1: a very it's a very long number, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think, I think it's the coordinates. I I think it's obviously without dashes and things to actually
1: yeah, th- signify yeah. I, the I, breaks, I just I was like this is a really long number is a coordinates this long I I don't know well enough. Maybe there's an extra number like
0: you know uh, like it's the coordinates plus like I don't know the
1: the zip code
0: for, for it. I, don't know. Um,
1: I like how you think you need the zip code if you have got the coordinates. What? What? What are the other? Or something
0: telling? Something telling about the coordinates? But three, but it's, I it's, it's
1: clear like this is like a, a trigger. You know, it's like uh, she she just kind of has to do this because she's got this text.
0: Uh, and again, it's the text is a smiley face. You know, written out with uh, symbols, and then the word all. Yeah, it's
1: not just a trigger. It's a command. Remember all.
0: Yeah, and she stands up, and then she takes her first step the drums kick in and it's the same music that we played way back in episode one when we first seen Doppelkoop
1: yeah and I I literally, I think I did it then I did it now in my nose I've just described as f off drums
0: (laughs) yeah so she's walking and we see the entire walk she walks and the camera stays in front of her and the the drums keep playing the music plays and again it's this really industrial metal sounding kind of music and she's walking. It's very foreboding. Like, what's she doing? Where's she going? We seen the gun, and she's walking mm. to the elevator. She gets out the elevator, and she's walking you know,
1: just in the elevator. The shot of her stood there. It's this red elevator that mm. you know that inside it, and it's the shot is very reminiscent. Of, you know when when we saw Cooper standing against the red of the curtains. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of the same shot composition.
0: Actually, that reminds me the the shot of uh, Cooper saying uh, "I am the FBI." Just to go back to that moment because we love that moment so much. Uh, the framing is very similar. Like whenever, and I don't know if this was intentional, but whenever someone shares an image of Cooper like giving the thumbs up on the internet, the shot they always share, he's standing in the exact same sort of angle and it's the same sort of pose. Oh, right, you right? Yeah. He didn't have the thumbs up obviously in the FBI moment here, but
1: might, might as well have done. Yeah, same it, it was up in my mind. Uh...
0: It may have fit as well, actually. For giving the bushnell the thumbs up, I am the but, FBI. That, I am the
1: FBI. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about it.
0: That may have worked. So she's walking to the door, and at, at some point she's walking in this this hallway. Uh, now she's on the floor. It cuts into the you know Gordon's room with the equipment, and Gordon's just kind of like, it's like he knows something's coming. He can sense it.
1: He's he's got that hearing aid turned up real high.
0: Yeah, which is probably why he can sense it because <laughs> there's, there's a reason why you, you can hear the footsteps. Yeah. Um, but she, again, it cuts back to her. The music's still playing. And it plays real until she gets to the door. But before she even knocks on the door, Gordon says, come in, Diane. Like He, he, he knows it's her. And she comes in. I'm not going to refer to my notes because there's a lot of information here. And I'll get it all in a concise manner. So yep. she comes in. And she's re- she sits down. She's ready to talk about what, what, what I have referred to as that night. Yes. The night that well, Cooper... The, or the, the as, night that Cooper came to visit. Yeah, uh, and, you know, as we know, Doppelkoop rather than Cooper, uh, yes. specifically. So it's very tense, right? Every time she, like, opens her purse or she looks into her purse, I'm like, is she going to go for the gun? Like, but we know it's there. Because as, mu- as much as, like, yeah, she's Diane, why would she, she shoot any of these people? That that text felt like it was, like, triggering something. Like, Also, I was considering,
1: you know, the horror on her face. I was like, what is she remembering? And I was like, is there something she can't live with? Is she going to shoot herself? Ah, uh, that was going through my mind during this.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Although for some reason, in- quite rightly to an extent, I was for some reason, it was specifically Gordon. I was worried about Gordon getting shot the entire time. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, it wasn't fair. Albert. It wasn't Tammy, but It was it was Cole. The entire right, scene.
1: He's 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 the one in charge. He's the yeah. one you want to take out.
0: Um, but yeah, it's funny you say to make kill yourself though, because I actually think. The final moment is actually kind of a suicide, and I'll, I'll explain that when I uh, when I get to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, suicide may not be correct, Wait, the right word. But um. So we'll discuss it in a minute. Yeah, when we get to that detail. So she's like, "All oh, right, I'm ready to talk about it." And, you know, Albert gets her a drink, and she's like, "Okay, it was three or four years after she stopped hearing from Cooper." So you know, presumably three or four years after he disappeared. You know, so we're, yeah. so 21 years ago. We'll say, from the present take. day. Yeah. And she was happy to see him. They embraced, she hugged him, and he was asking about the FBI. I like that
1: she says, you know, he just appeared one night. There was no knock, no mm. doorbell. He just walked into the living room. Sounds like him. <laughs> it does. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's already, that's, I mean, I know Cooper was, you know, they're were, they were close friends, obviously, but that was a, that, that's kind of a terrifying image already. Yeah. And
0: it, it almost has this weird uh, parallel to just how she entered the room. Like, she didn't knock. I mean, she was going to, but Gordon just told her to come in.
1: Yeah, no, no need.
0: Yeah, uh, so just this little parallel moment. But yeah, uh, so so he asked a lot about the FBI, and she sort of wrote it off as, oh, he's just, he's, you know, he's excited about what's going on at the bureau. But obviously, we're thinking, okay, he wanted information. That she even things.
1: says, you know, it was like he was grilling her.
0: Yeah, grilling—that was the word she used. Um, but yeah, so he leaned in for a kiss, and she specifically says that this only happened once before. So it doesn't sound like they had a relationship. It was maybe just like. A, you could maybe imagine, oh, there was like an FBI party one night or something, and yeah, yeah, they had a moment, a little
1: too much to drink.
0: Yeah, they had a moment or something like that, or they were on their own. Something happened, but it never went further than that. But Pro- it sounds of
1: it. It was probably the, the the night before he went to Twin Peaks, and, then, and <laughs> it all went wrong.
0: Maybe, uh, and it, you know, it sounds like yeah, they were close, and she had obviously the way she reacted when he walked in, like she was happy to see him. They embraced. Because of that, you get okay. She did care for him. She did like she has attachment to him. Uh, but he leans in for this kiss, and as soon as he, you know, the lips meet, as soon as she feels his lips, she could tell it wasn't him. She felt fear. Yeah, and so,
1: so, something went wrong. That's what she said. As soon as the lips touched, hmm. something went wrong. Not something didn't feel right. Something went wrong. I think it's an interesting choice of words.
0: Yeah, I think that maybe shows, maybe specifically that it's like the kiss itself is just different.
1: Yeah, like the the kiss perverted the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it, perverted it. Because then she's scared and she said that he could sense her fear and he smiled. And I wrote it down next to this like the text. Because a smiley face. Yeah. Again, it's this idea that he's got a sick smile. And if you think back, to, I think it was episode 7 where she meets him in the, in the prison and she yeah. has the meeting. Like, he was smiling really creepily, a lot of that, and like, it just, was, it, ad- yeah. it adds all this weight to the smile, and then she continues, uh, it just quite blatantly, he raped me, It just says it, and he was very, obviously it's a very heavy moment, it's very awkward for everyone, you know, everyone in the room is kind of like reacting to it.
1: It's one of these moments that, you know, again, we've been speculating this pretty strongly.
0: We speculated, but I don't think you're ever prepared for the sentence that someone just says, "I was raped." Like it's a very no, harsh sentence. No, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. The,
1: that's what that, that was. What my point was getting to It's like, this is something we we were expecting because we yeah. we've been thinking about this for a long time now, and that's what we assumed had happened. But when it comes out so bluntly, it's still a shock.
0: Yeah, you you never prepared for that sentence. It's it's sort of thing like. You hear about, you know, like it's like murder and rape is the sort of subjects you hear about happening in the world, but you never truly think that it'll happen to you or someone you know, right? It's, it's right. something that almost feels like it's, always, oh, yeah, a friend of a friend might have had something happen to them.
1: And, but... and obviously no one can say, I was murdered.
0: Oh, obviously. Well, in this show, maybe.
1: <laughs> Fair.
0: In this show, there's a chance that could happen. But yeah, you, you know, you're never really prepared for it, so it still hits with the thud, it still hits with the, the weight that it should... So, big, big moment. And then, like, so obviously it's very emotional, but then she's like, he took me to a an old gas station. And I, I actually wrote down the convenience store because that's what obviously it is. It's yeah, the, yeah. It's the I... convenience store. And, uh, yeah and then she's again she's emotional she's confused about what happened again this idea of foggy memories and even the fact that she remembers this stuff now and she didn't before fogginess right.
1: and it's here, she, she looks down at the text yeah. again, and, she's it again and you can see it all clicking into place a bit a bit clearer still
0: however before we move on I do have to point out and this could just be a mistake but there's a slight difference with the text this time when she looks at it
1: oh is there I didn't catch this
0: yeah the full stop is missing this time
1: Okay.
0: I I don't know if that I mean. I can't really think of anything that that could mean. But it just you know like just in case it could just be a mistake. But it's there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to think mistake, and it's rare that I I think that with this show. It's,
0: it's so it's so subtle and simple that it could just be a mistake. Right. It because it's been there every other time, and I I don't see why it would be different here. If someone has some great interpretation as to why this is not a mistake and why it's this deep meaning, by all means, hit us with it. And then she starts to panic. She starts to panic really, really, really badly. And then she says something very. I'm not going to use the I word. I'm going to mm. say fascinating. She says, I'm in the sheriff's station. I'm not here. And I'm yeah. like, who's in the sheriff's station? And I'm like, Nadel's in the sheriff's station. Yeah. I I just just I'm pointing that out. Nadles in the sheriff station. Uh I sent them the coordinates, she says I'm not
1: me. That's it, she said she sent them because I'm not me. Yeah. I'm not
0: me. And then she pulls out a gun. She pulls out a gun. Yeah. Uh, it's like she's going to shoot someone, she's going to shoot Gordon but Albert, of course, as soon as she walks in they know something's not quite right, they can sense it they're good at their job, Albert especially, is on the ball because they're
1: the goddamn FBI because
0: <laughs> that's what they do in the FBI <laughs> and he pulls out his gun, he, he immediately fires uh, Tammy's a little bit behind him but she gets her gun out as well, they fire and then I've just written down, this is what I've written in my
1: notes for this moment, whoosh <laughs> I, mine just says, I'm not me shot, vanish Wish. Very, uh, mine's very dramatic she Feels- wishes out of the scene and by that I mean it's like
0: she's pulled but like into thin air in front of her so like she gets yeah. p- pulled kind of past them but into thin air um, and of course they're sitting there and like Tammy's like she was a tulpa tulpas are real and I'm like obviously at this point my mind's racing my mind's going nuts uh, but th- let's go straight to what the next scene is because it's very of course continuation of this moment right Red room, red curtain. You know we hear the little guitar note that always plays as we we go here. Camera comes down, and Diane's sitting in the chair, in the red room, and it's like, oh man, Diane's in the red room. This is insane. And one of our man's there. Of course he is, and she's in the chair just like Doogie was when he went there in episode three. And one of our man says the same dialogue. He says, you know, you were manufactured, but someone of course, manufactured you. someone manufactured you. Know, Whoever the line was, but he said the exact same line as he did to Doogie. And, of course, she, she unlike Doogie, she responds, I know. F you. <laughs> so she's still, she's still her. At you know, the very yeah. least. And then we get, for the most part, the same visual effect that happened with Doogie. The only key difference, other than one thing at the end, is that instead of, uh, like, like a rotten fruit, there was like an apple or something, or a pear that, like, sort of like, bites out yeah. of it with him. With her, it's more like her face cracks like an egg. But again, the same sort of black smoke from within. Yeah. And, then she sort of implodes and whatnot, and but instead of a gold ball or the gold seed, as we now call it, it's a silver seed. It's not the same seed. Mm. So that, I mean, which obviously we would figure out, but I think it's worth mentioning. This it's a different color. Yes.
1: Also begs the question: Where's the real Diane? Like, because if this was the manufactured one,
0: yeah, if this is the manufactured, and that's why I'm thinking. Well, that line about I'm in the sheriff's station is she in Nado, is, like, Nado can't speak, like, maybe if if they put Diane inside Nado, like, did they make a point of having her so she can't speak? Like, did they, they rip to her vocal cords and they, you know, they closed their eyes so she can't see who she's talking to? Like, like is this all an effort to stop Diane from communicating?
1: If Nado finally gets to speak and she just says, F you, clap, <laughs> right, it's Diane.
0: <laughs> or, like... Or, or to go, would would what, Cooper
1: recognize her, just at you know yeah. at that level, like on like a, a soul level? Or to go one
0: step wackier, like is there a real Diane?
1: Ah, uh-huh, that's a fair question.
0: Like, like even before, was she always a tulpa? Was she always this doppelganger, or this creation?
1: Well, I, I think I'm just assuming there must have been, in because obviously every doppelganger like time we've seen like these creations. Well, been based-
0: yeah, but what I'm saying is though, like you know, Dougie wasn't called Cooper; he was called Dougie.
1: Right, but he was right, still based off Cooper.
0: Yeah, he was still. You know, I'm not saying he's not. She's not based on someone. I'm saying she's not. But she's not. Diane is just a copy. Right.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. So the Diane that Cooper's always known has always been a copy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah she she was sent there to keep an eye because of, he was part of Blue Rose and all the rest of it, and that's why she was there. Um, which begs the question that I'm going to ponder here: Is the real Diane Judy?
1: Hmm.
0: And therefore, is Judy Nado? or maybe? But obviously, I'm basing that on that line of dialogue where she says she's in the she said the sheriff station. She says that.
1: She does. She does. It's interesting, um, isn't
0: it? But at the same time, I'm going to ponder: is the real Diane, is the the person that she's copied from, is that Judy? Yeah, and therefore, oh, so
1: that, that that does remind me of some comments from last week about Judy that pointed out. Uh, oh, a potential theory of who that is uh, f- obviously I, I don't know who they're from exactly but comments on our video that we we spoke our thing was last week we spoke about the, the idea that a lot of these people are based on characters pre-existing you know there was a sunset boulevard you know the, the idea that these are based mm. on them and in, in you know cinema judy you think judy garland of course garland briggs was it a teasing name
0: yeah, I did see that comment. Yeah, but and
1: uh, I did think that's not bad. That's that's plausible.
0: So, so your your other theory here is that is that Briggs is Judy, right? Right. Okay. Plausible. Pla- yeah. Pl- no, it's I, I I can't I can't fault that. Um. So yeah, I, I'm like I, obviously Nado being the, the the real Diane being inside Nado, is certainly a big thing here. Uh, I also like the idea that the real Diane, like who she's copied from, is the is Judy. Yeah, uh, but is Judy also Briggs? Uh, that's also another possibility. But yeah. we have some but, real bleeds to go on here with these things.
1: I think it's it's so fascinating. I love that you know uh, for Tammy this the idea of she's she's finally in this world now because this is the same as the first Blue Rose case. You know, it's the same scenario. Yeah, she's so actually uh, thinner. Yeah, right, and it's like, okay, this is it. She's she's in like fully. There's no going back now. Even if there was before. This is the solidify moment for her, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fascinating stuff, though. So, yeah, by all means, give us your thoughts on this one in particular. Like, so you know, is you know, what, was Diane the real Diane before, and then this this pub was created. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: has she been replaced? Especially since, especially
0: since, especially since Doppelcoop took her to the convenience store, was that when she was replaced?
1: Right, and and like I say I think it would be quite easy to replace her because. She does say that at that point when Cooper visited, she was still working at the FBI, but we know she kind of went off the tracks after that.
0: Yeah, and maybe that's why she says, I'm not me, is because there is a real her. Right. The, yeah.
1: the, the, there's there's got to be something that she was copied off of. Yeah. Even, even that first you know, Blue Rose case, there was two of them. They were still... They're not based off nothing. They're not just invented.
0: So, I mean, If I'm picking my, favorite the- or my most likely theory out of all these, is that she was the real Diane, she was replaced at you know when they took her to the convenience store that's when this this copy was created um although per Janie e, like both her sister and her her husband are both fake uh yeah. to a point at least um that, that's when the, the copy was created and the real Diane is currently inside NATO or, or potentially or the, is
1: she still yeah in the motel yeah you know when we go up to all the motel rooms
0: oh sh- well sure, but she said she's in the sheriff station. She did there, yeah. She, she did say that, which is why I'm. I mean, I guess potentially she's the, the, the bleeding guy, but I doubt it. <laughs> Nado's the it one that makes more lot. sense. Especially it since does. Nado tried to help Cooper in episode three, and, uh, you know. Yes. In the White Lodge sort of area. And then, like, she seems to be trying to communicate. So I. I think there's a fair chance of that. But. I mean, uh,
1: yeah. I think it's the most, most well reasoned guess.
0: But there you go. So big things. Told you that scene was big. Uh, and I, I, think, like I say, uh, the, the whole the, was the end and suicide thing. I think she pulled out her gun, knowing that they would, they would fire first.
1: Right. It's, it's also you know the idea that she, she knew she wasn't real in that sense. So she was like, yeah. What's, what She couldn't go on like that.
0: And that's why when she went to the red room and she's like, I know. It's you know she's she's there to end. She, this. she she
1: she was resigned to it. She's like, I know. Um, let's get on with it.
0: What's interesting to me though, going back to like when she sent the text, she said after I hope this works. You know, when she's saying Cooper I remember, She sends the text, she's like, Oh Coop, I hope this works. That to me doesn't sound like she's it seems to me that sounds like she's sending Doppelcoop to Twin Peaks because she knows the real Cooper will go and try and stop him. It so it sounds like to me she's actually trying to do a good thing there. Like she's trying to mm, quite possibly you know, the I hope this works isn't for Doppelcoop, it's for the real Cooper. I hope this works.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I hope it's that again. Yeah. Even as a copier, you still want it to be genuine and especially
0: good. since if she's based on real Diane, because I think Doogie's not based off Cooper. I think I think Doogie's actually based off Doppelkoop. and that's why he was a gambler and a kind of a degenerate. Like he wasn't as evil as as the real Doppelkoop, but he's he's no, taken no, from I, that. I, I agree version. with that.
1: Yeah. Again, and obviously that like cut back to I think we kind of clearly established Doppelkoop was the one that created Doogie.
0: Yeah. So. If the new Dougie that goes back to the family is created from the real Cooper, he may not be as amazing, but he'll be a good person.
1: It, it really begs this question: though, Do these copies, you know, that went that they make from the seeds, the, how, how much are they people? How much are, do they have souls? Like, you know, in the sense that Diane, like, I, I mean, from what we saw of Dougie, it was a bit different, but here with Diane, she was for all intents and purposes a full person.
0: Yeah, and then she became self-aware of who she was. But but that's kind of a weird one in the sense that if if she is based off the real Diane and Diane was real, she was made to be an exact duplicate to actually impersonate the person. Right. Whereas Dougie wasn't really like I mean he was, there to he was trick- made to the, be a, a villain. Yeah, he, he was there to trick like you know lodge things from happening, but he didn't actually have to be Cooper in any way. Like he didn't have to actually, you know, or even doppel Cooper. He didn't have to be exactly like him. He, he was just kind of. This loser who was doing shady stuff somewhere. Yeah. So, no. Uh, so, oh man, so much, so much in this episode to chew on. Um, one, so, so, so that's that stuff. That's that stuff. So, we get go to the casino uh, and Cooper's there. Um, also, I did just point out before we get to the actual conversation, because he takes Jane E. and that it because when he mentions he's going on a plane, she's like, wait, where are you going? Where are we going? Even she says, but just as, as he takes them off to uh, talk, the Mitchum brothers also comment on, oh, he's actually talking quite well. Must be the coma.
1: And then there's a pause. It, it, this is the follow-up to the you know the, the stress line earlier, for me.
0: Yeah, kind of, yeah. Because then Bradley, after a pause, Bradley goes, you know, snaps his fingers, side effects. As if that's a revolute, like,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, effects. Yeah, uh, like for me, that was the follow-up to, you know, people are under a lot of stress.
0: I mean, that's what, he, I mean, I mean Rodney just said, oh, it must be something to do with the coma. And that's what he means, side effects. It's like he's just excited. It's like, that's what you call them, side effects. It was just, <laughs> it's I mean,
1: so good. I probably love those two.
0: Oh, it was really funny. Uh, so, you got that. Right, so. Uh, yeah, so. You want, on
1: you go, on you say, go. Yeah, you know, so we, we, go, we go to this, Cooper giving this speech. He goes over to talk to, to Janie. Yeah,
0: basically, he, he unequivocally proves to us that he remembers everything that's happened yeah. since uh, you know this whole doogie saga has and been going on.
1: I kind of wrote this as, uh, in my notes, I wrote this as, this is his off-to-his-death speech. You know, this well, is the speech that uh, you... Oh, it's,
0: it's, it's funny you say that, because one of my main notes here is that as he's giving this speech, the music that's playing is the death theme. It's the theme that played when the kid died back, you know, in episode 6, 7-ish. Yeah. It's the theme that played uh, last week when the log lady got her tribute. And that's because this, this scene is not from his point of view. It's from Janie and Sonny Jim's point yes. of view. And to them this is his death because Cooper's leaving them forever. Now, they're going to get someone back. In fact, there's some really nice lines of dialogue. He says, oh, you know, I'll I'll be back. You know, he he makes a mistake. He says, oh, Dougie, no, I mean, uh, I'll be back. But when I come back, I'll walk through that red door and I'll never leave.
1: Uh, And he makes that promise. It's a really nice line. But But, but, do you know what? It parallels so well for me with potential. You know, you're saying, oh, it's from their perspective. Yeah. But also from his, you know, like, is this? he's going off the final fight. This is what he was brought back for. This is, but this is to the death and you know he'll walk through that red door in you know into the red room through those red curtains
0: oh sure yeah And part of me is worried that we're not going to get a happy ending for cooper
1: cuz he says that he says you know I'll walk through that red door and I'll be home for good and i'm kind of like the the lodge the after that's kind of his home that's where he's been for 25 years and this oh, is I, a, this I, is I, an I, extended break
0: i hope you're wrong i hope you're wrong about that but i wasn't reading that exactly that way i was I was starting to get concerned during this scene that for this duplicate to come to them, he's going to have to go into the lodge and stay there to, you know, keep balance. Like, oh, well, if they're if going to they get
1: can only be one,
0: yeah, if they... yeah, exactly. If they're going to get their husband, they're going to get this copy who's going to be their husband. He might have to go into the lodge to sort of facilitate that. That can maintain. And it, it
1: goes back to what we were saying a few episodes ago about how Cooper is too much of a good guy to take take their their family away from them but that's that's actually kind of why i'm also
0: hopeful that it doesn't go that route because they've actually set up that they can have both like he can be you know he can actually have his life back elsewhere yeah. but give them the copy to be the husband like that's his first concern because arguably like why like why introduce that he can give them a copy and not just stay there himself like go back himself and be the husband
1: that's true. No, I mean.
0: So at the very least, he in- he doesn't intend to
1: go and do that himself. I don't think he intends to no, but I have a I have a sneaking suspicion. I hope I'm wrong. I do. This is one of those rare times where I want to be wrong, but that line through the red door and I'll be home for good.
0: I, I I'm not reading that though as him wanting to go home.
1: I don't I don't think he wants to. I think it's just the idea that you know we, we we spoke about how he's woke up he's determined he's just he knows exactly what he has to do and i feel like he knows that that's part of what he has to do he has to you know he has to maybe die and go back there to complete this and that time it will be for good there won't be any coming back but it'll be on his terms
0: hmm. i can see why you're reading it that way and i don't like it I know that's the problem. But here's I, just the I, thing, I, I, though. Here's the thing. I I I don't think it's that he knows he has to go back. I don't actually think it is because if he takes care of Doppelkop, he doesn't have to go back. I think if he goes back, it's because he knows it. He, he'll make that choice because it will give them their family back. He'll make yeah. that choice out of nobility, not because he has to do it just to win the fight. Because he's not here to actually care about this family he's not there he, like to yeah. when he doesn't actually have to give them a happy ending he doesn't have to that'll be his choice to, because he's a good person he's
1: Cooper. yeah but
0: so it's not that he knows that he has to go back it's that I, but I think he will make that choice if he has to to give them the family back to give them a husband yeah. um but i hope that doesn't happen because honestly after 25 years he kind of deserves a happy ending you, you, you got a root for the guy ain't you? he deserves a happy ending um Maybe if someone else goes into the lodge with him, maybe that'll be easier to swallow. But more than that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so again, like I say, it's from their perspective. It's it's the death of their their husband, or at least this version of him that they've, they've come Absolutely. to know. So that's why the death theme is playing. Uh, and also, it's a very good scene. It's very sad and dramatic, and... As soon as he makes that little mistake, like she like you know Jenny she, she
1: she catches on pretty yeah quickly. she,
0: she clocks she you know she clocks it, and obviously, given how different he's been since you know since it was cooper, it must all suddenly kind of make sense, like oh, he has been really different. he's been doing all these different things, and she even like runs up to him as he's walking away and like kisses him and says, "No, please don't go um and this is, again, it's a sweet moment and it's like, oh man they've kind of earned this again, this all has impact because we've had this doogie version of Cooper for so right. long. It works, and, and
1: it really—you know—the idea that now we're we're pretty sure that that Dougie before Cooper was there was based off Doppel Cooper. He was—we you know, we knew he'd kind of been the best guy ever because he was—you know—he gambled away, and mm. but then you really realize he kind of must have been a kind of a shit bag to Janie, yeah. where. Well she's just like she's you know completely in love with this new guy. Like, why, she, why couldn't I have
0: this? And not just that, even just the fact that she has to be so dominant when when she first when when he first comes home, she has to like be angry with him. She has to treat him like a child and be like, "Oh, where have you been? What have you been doing?" She has to go deal with his gambling debt. All these things, she has to like treat him like the troubled person he is. But over the you know, over the course of the last like you know, six, seven episodes when all these better things have been happening because of Cooper, it's become something else. She's changed the way she reacts around him, she's changed the way she acts towards him. And Joe you know Alice like about the scene, there's also a meta angle to it where we actually relate to Janie E and Sonny Jim a lot in this scene because we understand what it's like to have Cooper taken away from us. Yeah. So we relate to them and it works so well because of that. It's actually kinda of masterful. Um, really is, and the fact that you know Sunny Jim is like, no, you're my dad. Please, you you are my dad. Like he's pleading
1: with them, and, and and he goes, he he just stands and goes, I am your dad. Yeah, because like, he he can't not be that good person.
0: Yeah, he has to make him feel better. He has to do that, and I I think uh, again, it shows that in this short time, he's made more of a positive impact on the lives than Doogie ever did. And he got him a
1: he got him a gym set for God's sake.
0: That had a big spotlight and all sorts of shenanigans. So God, um, fantastic scene, and it's not a standout in this episode, and that's saying something. oh no and
1: It's just because it?
0: this—it's just because this episode's packed with all this stuff. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, we get a small scene in the car where it basically just shows that Cooper's told the Mitchum brothers everything, and they—they kind of run down the—the the, you know the core facts of it. Yeah. Uh, there's a fun little moment where, uh, oh God, what's a uh, candy? I'll just. Her name, Sorry, I didn't know which yeah, one you were trying to get. Her name there. just blanked on the first thing, where she's like, you know, Bradley's like, oh, get my bloody Mary, and we just have this, you know, short scene of him like, staring at her, and he's like, all right, okay, now I've got my bloody Mary, right? Uh, and it's basically just, uh, oh, the FBI. I mean, we're traditionally not very welcome with uh, such authority figures, and he's like, that's about to change. I have seen good. Wit- I've witnessed both of you. You've got hearts of gold.
1: Yes, I thought that was interesting. Hearts of gold, and obviously, you know, the, these golden seeds have been a, a recurring theme. And sure. you know, going back, and, 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 and not necessarily the thing that they are that, but I just mean the idea yeah. of going back to you know the, the the golden orb of Laura in episode eight. The oh, idea sure. Of, you know, that was all the goodness yeah, in the world. I don't. I
0: don't think the, the the hearts of gold line means anything to do with the copies or the doppelgangers no, no, or anything no, like no, that. Um, but certainly, the idea of you know the golden orb and the idea of uh, yeah. just being good. Like it's like, yeah, sure, you're kind of crime bosses, but you're actually really. Good. Otherwise,
1: yeah. But but also, I mean, going back to you know the the silver orb for Diane, is is it like these these perverted copies? They're, they're not gold. They're not the pure versions. You know that we see. I don't know, is the silver going be like this? Is a, a corrupted copy, like a, a bad cop person?
0: Yeah, but Dickie was not uh,
1: a nice copy. True. So that's true. That doesn't yeah. add up to me. That just uh, says
0: that she was created by maybe someone else. No, that's fair. I mean, I know Doppelkoop took her to the convenience store, but did someone else make the copy, and therefore it's silver because that's that character's mm. color. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. So uh, that simple little scene. Um, also, uh, after he says you've both got hearts of gold, uh, Candy says they do. They really do.
1: They really, really do
0: oh sorry they really really do um but again the idea that she's picking up in things in a weird way uh like and she's agreeing with cooper i just thought was an interesting little touch
1: i did as well like she always seems so out of it and you know dazed but it's kind of like she's kind of been much like dougie was she's been very observant the whole time Mm. like in the sense that you know dougie seemed unobservant but as soon as coop wake up everything you know down to like you know the gun in bushnell's jacket it's like knows exactly what it was very observant really and maybe Candy's the same. It's like she seems like nothing's going on, but no, she she knows how good they are.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the Mitchums seem to be going on the plane with him, with the girls, so maybe we'll get some more Mitchums and the girls next week. I hope so. Um, I don't think we'll get a lot of other Vegas characters. However, I do think we will get at least one shot, probably at the end of the episode, when we see the copy or whoever walk you know with Janey E. We'll probably see them... walking back through the yeah. red door.
1: That'll be the that'll be the shot.
0: Yeah, so we'll probably get that moment, but otherwise I don't think if, we'll if get If they
1: him. parallel that with our Cooper walking through the red curtains of the lodge, ooh. Don't they dare.
0: That will be upsetting, but Cooper deserves a happy ending. He really he does. does. Uh, so they know how to play play me like a fiddle. <sighs> so then we cut to the roadhouse, and my first thought was, Oh no! don't be over
1: don't be <laughs> over not, not already and then as I
0: traditionally it do when it, whenever it cuts to the roadhouse I always check the time just in case oh, the always, I always check the time though it's just uh, he's got me programmed and there was like nine minutes left and I'm like oh that unless it's a really long goddamn song that is this is not the end
1: so, I, I, I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been just one really long song just to just to troll. Well, like there, was, nah,
0: there was kind of one there was one that was six minutes and that was longer than the other ones That yeah, like,
1: is, but not not nine minute long no,
0: nah. so right. So sure enough, uh, so, you know, song playing. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was. I didn't note down who the artist was, but it was introduced. And uh, I didn't know some of the lyrics of the song. It was a lot of the course was like about who I am, who I was. uh will never come again. Like you know, just some of these ideas. And maybe that lends credence to your theory is that Cooper is temporary. He, he can't stay here. Like mm-hmm. he, he can't just be himself again. But I hope you're wrong. Uh, I hope I'm wrong too. It's an awful thought. Um. And so the song plays for a bit, and it almost as if it is going to be the end. Like you know, it, you know, cuts around the crowd. You know, it goes through a chorus or two, and then Audrey and Charlie step in.
1: Yeah, and I was so, like, "Oh, okay, this so, changes so, things. Yeah, they so, finally got to the roadhouse."
0: So yeah, a couple of thoughts. My first thought was, as much as I've thought these scenes were a lot more interesting after the first one, like you know, the second one introduced some, you know, ideas. This is a bit weird. What's going on with them? What's going on with her? Um i did kind of think here a little bit oh after all this amazingness we're going to one of these scenes because the last one wasn't that great and Mm. and then the second thought was oh yeah well she's in the roadhouse now so i guess the theory about her being in a coma or something you know something along those lines
1: yeah i was like i guess that's shot to hell
0: i guess that's 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 done
1: thinking too fast i think we were so do you know why we think that though because we we see the the roadhouse; it's established long before Audrey walks in.
0: I have thoughts on that. Stop jumping ahead in my mind. <laughs> so they they're at the bar. They get a drink, and the song martinis finishes playing. And you know, again, she mentions Billy. You know, he's like, "Oh, just drink to us," and she's like, "No, I'll drink to Billy." And blah blah blah. blah. All right. So then the you know the 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 host on the mic, yeah, uh, once again says, and now it's time for Audrey's dance,
1: and everyone on the dance floor. Oh,
0: just don't, don't, don't move ahead. I've got thoughts before we even get to that.
1: Okay.
0: This is a very intricate scene, and not in terms of details, but just in terms of I want to describe how I felt at each moment. Oh,
1: okay, go on then.
0: Because as soon as he said Audrey's dance, I went Wah? like uh, I made that noise. I went Wah? like you know there was like a sort of noise that came out of me that I was because I wasn't prepared for it and I'm like wait what 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 yeah that
1: I was going hmm is this like a someone's made a request something sort of like has has Charlie like found ahead and go you know try to make make nice
0: and sh- as you as you were getting to the you know the crowd kind of disperses back to the sides this the sort of form a big circle the dance floor is mostly empty right they're all off to the sides yeah. and the lights dim and there's like a, just a simple little subtle spotlight on her uh, it's, it's, she's like kind of confused at first as well and it's all kind of weird and it's all quiet and eerie.
1: And you're just wondering what what, what is it going to play?
0: And then sure enough, the Audrey dance theme starts to play from the original show. But
1: that's it, because when it starts I was like, is it going to be that? Or is this a misdirect still?
0: And that starts playing. And as soon as it starts playing, she kind of reacts to it. She's like, Oh, this is comfortable. I know what this is, and she, she,
1: she I, I put, she, she kind of goes into a trance.
0: She's goes into a trance, but funnily enough, when she did this dance in the original show, she was also kind of in a trance. She, she was. She, she closes her eyes. She, she sort of slowly, like dreamlike, onto the dance floor. Starts doing that old dance, and she starts moving slowly and occasionally smelling as she's doing it, and it's very dreamlike. And of course, as soon as this starts, I'm like this suddenly got a lot more interesting. Like, what's going on? Yeah, like, I was like... And it's it's not just that they're this? referencing a big moment from the original show, because that would, in and of itself, be unique. But the fact that this was score, and now it's not. Now it's something that's being played. Right, uh, and, and the and, uh,
1: crowd. Why are they dispersing and uh, yeah, letting her do this? Yeah, why, what, why, why, are the crowd, going
0: on? why are the crowd all watching intently and kind of shuffling side to side as if this is a big deal? Like, this is weird. This is... Again, it's like, okay, this is actually... I'm back to... This is a I'm coma. Like,
1: yeah, I'm back to this is something else.
0: Yeah, I'm back to this is in a coma. They're not really at the roadhouse. Uh, she is somewhere else. And she keeps dying. It goes on for a little bit. You know, it, it really lets it play out. Mm. Until eventually, uh, some random guy comes in and... She, what was it? Uh, something about Monique. Oh, I'm just trying yeah, to find Yeah, something it. about Mo- his wife. Yeah, Monique, that's my wife, asshole. And then he like smashes a bottle on a guy's head. And like a fight breaks out. And Audrey, like, gets scared, runs up to Charlie and says, get me out of here, and then cut.
1: Hard cut. It's so sudden.
0: Hard cut. All the audio drips away. All all goes away. We're in a pure white room. Audrey is not dressed as the way she was before. Her hair's not the same. She's not wearing any makeup. She has some scarring, presumably from a certain, you know, explosion that she was involved in. One would assume. Right. And she's looking into this mirror very white clinical room as I say there's electrical humming buzzing even and she's like where am I or something to that effect
1: does she actually say something or?
0: I don't think she does actually. I think I'm just. I, maybe... I don't. I,
1: I do you, You're I, reading her look.
0: I, I, I was. Wor- yeah, I was worried that I uh, didn't note down what she said, but I think my mind is also just playing tricks and adding yeah. in dialogue because I, I
1: didn't. I don't have any notes written down for her saying anything. Yeah, unless so I missed
0: something. She's just staring and, and she's she's scared. She's like terrified, and I, I feel like she is thinking, "Where is she? Like at least that's yeah. what I, th- I feel like she's that's thinking."
1: The, I I read the same from her face. Like, where am I? What's going on?
0: And then it cuts back to the band that was at the Road House, and the song plays backwards. It's like you know, it's almost like the the lodge version of music. It is.
1: It's 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 the recording because like the actual recording is backwards as well. it's, it's yeah. reversed.
0: So yeah, and that's where the credits play out. It plays. And by the way, we're getting into the last episode, and the last like credits play over backwards music. Like oh
1: man, shit's getting real. But also, I, I I just I just suppose I love the sound of a reversed hi hat. I know it's just—it's a strange thing. The rest it, I give a take, but it's one of those sounds that's just so unique and immediately identifiable. That actually, just, it just gets, a, gets me.
0: A reverse symbol is actually quite often used to uh, end bits of music quickly. Yeah, and like adverts and stuff. If you want to like end the music, you know, it's not actually getting to the end of it, but you you, you need to have like a sort of ending point. If you put in a reverse symbol over the top of the end, and it just—it sounds yeah. like it's wrapping up. So, uh, it just works. Which I mean, obviously you'd know that because you, you you know you yeah. yeah. Music. But again, it's but, this
1: idea that you know it's wrapping up. Yeah, we get, we're coming to the ending.
0: So yeah, Audrey, Audrey Audrey's somebody. obviously the electrical noise makes this thing logic TV. It
1: does. But at it, the same time, I'm going still in a coma. This is this all in our head. I th-
0: I I think it's all in our head. Well, I don't think the last bit is. In the white room, right? Okay. I I think she's in a lodge-like place. I don't know if it's a good lodge. I don't know if it's a bad lodge. <laughs> Probably bad. Uh, but like, I, I really I, I'm am just I'm saying like that's just instinct. I, I don't really have anything to go on.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, again, it's you know it's these shots of mirrors and it's very similar to you know the, the final shot of the original show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lo- it's 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 a mirror image of that, so to speak.
0: Yeah, she's looking into the mirror and it's like, where is Audrey? And yeah. so here, here's where I'm going to get a little bit of interesting uh, theory. Well, not theory, a Just I want to look at a couple of other scenes, not not in any great detail. I just want to point out how though, things
1: play into this.
0: So she goes to the roadhouse, and the roadhouse ends up turning into like part of her head. Like this is all in her head, and other characters start a fight when she's there in the roadhouse, and we know this is in her head or something similar to being in her head. It makes me wonder all these other weird, random scenes that we've had in the Roadhouse throughout most of the season. Now, excluding the ones where it's like uh, you know James is there, um, you know and he's you know he's there with Freddie and the Pale Drive hits, or the start of the show when you know uh, Shelley was there. Yeah. But most of them, where it's been these random characters having these random like you know discussions about Billy, for example. Uh, most not of the all in her head. Most of the discussions about Billy have been in like, and not all of them, but. A lot of no, them have no. been,
1: yeah.
0: and it makes me wonder, like, how many of these scenes in the roadhouse? So that one last week with the girl screaming and like things like, you know, going black and all the rest of it, and she's looked terrified. Like, how many of these things have been like connected to this instead of actually real?
1: Well, that's it because we we've never associated before because we assumed we're seeing it independently, not through filtered through Audrey. But as I, I mentioned earlier, we see the roadhouse long before we see Audrey arrive. This, even though it's in her head, she doesn't necessarily need to be there.
0: Hmm. It's just, it's, it's fascinating. And it goes back to, remember, uh, the dreamer who dreams and lives in the dream, but who is the dreamer? Right. Is Audrey the dreamer?
1: Right. That, I mean, because obviously it, we were going, Cooper? But. Seems like Audrey's is dreaming. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Um, is, is her dream affecting the real world? Because. The billy stuff that she's clearly dreaming about we we know must be affecting the real world in some capacity or do we because we had the, yeah we had the one scene at the end of the yeah uh, yeah
0: i mean maybe th- what's happening there is is that like her lover's th- her, happening like she's sending out these signals so strongly that people are picking up on it and people are like worried about billy even though there's no one named billy actually in trouble right you know, maybe that guy who ran into this, the the diner and shouted, "Oh, has anyone seen Billy?" Like,
1: yeah, I, I was just wondering because obviously, you, you pointed out to me that the the people in the diner will change when that yeah. happens. It's like, well, was that but You know, when they changed, was that telling us that's not real? That's that's just part of Audrey's dream.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, that, ne- that never
1: happened in in the real world.
0: Audrey's got like a weird version of Twin Peaks in her head that kind of functions, but it's mostly all these weird standalone characters, and, and it
1: just makes me question. <laughs> how much has been in her head is is there anything else of note that has been in her head and is any of this affecting the real world in any way or is it independent
0: i think one of the first things i said when we first had that scene with audrey and they talked about billy was that billy might represent cooper yes cooper's the one who's missing yeah yeah, we, we went um, to that quite quickly and i feel like this maybe lands a bit of credence to that like that's what she keeps talking about billy she cares about Billy. Yeah. Um, is that who she's talking about? Is she waiting for Cooper to come and get her? Whatever she is, like Cooper comes and needs to come and save her
1: from. It. It also begs the question then, who's Charlie? Because the idea that you know he's he's almost trying to keep her away from Billy. He doesn't care. But you kind of learn to go along with it just enough to give a leeway. But it's like he's actively keeping her away. Hmm. <laughs> But then it's it's you know it's it's to him that she shouts "Get me out of here," and then and then it cuts.
0: It makes me think is, that he he's a malevolent
1: lodge person. That, that's what thing. Is star. he is he the lodge being or whatever, or some manifestation of a lodge being?
0: Yeah, I think he is. Like it may look different outside of the the dream, but I think he's maybe controlling it. He's the architect. He's he's maybe putting her through whatever she's going through like in this place
1: and then it begs the question if he is some lodge inhabitant is he one that we know about already if so you know which one who who in the lodge is doing this could it be babylon herself could it could it be yeah and and then again why why keep audrey away what's so important about her that you want to keep her locked away in her mind what does she know what can she do
0: it may not be what she knows or what she can do. It might, it might be, or well, maybe, oh, what she can do, but what she can do if she's united with Cooper.
1: Yeah, no, like, that that's completely fair.
0: Like, is it a simple case of, like, she's as ultimate, or is it like a plan B? Like, if if things go bad, we have leverage.
1: Right, and then this this final moment of her, you know, waking up in this white room, is that her fighting back finally? Is it you know, is that her breaking out, so to speak, going? shattering the illusion, or is it another illusion that they're going just to throw her off, just to keep her confused?
0: <laughs> well, we have no evidence for her to think there's illusions within illusions. So I'm not going to no. go dig down that deep. I do think... I don't, no, I don't think she's been in this one illusion the whole time. I think I'm getting the impression that she doesn't remember that she's in an illusion when she goes into one, but this probably happens frequently. Like, th- this illusion mm. she's been in for a night or a week or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it's been. Like this has been one. Ex- this this has been one case. But she'll wake up, or Charlie, or whoever Charlie represents, will wake her up every so often, and like she'll remember and she'll be tormented. Well, well, that's what I mean.
1: Do Do you think they're wake letting her wake up? Like they're waking her up and showing her, or is it a case of she broke out? No, I think I, I think
0: I think no, I think they're waking her up. Okay again i'm not gonna i've not got a lot to go on here i'm just no no yeah, yeah because she says get me out of here i think like it's you know if this was a conventional tv show you'd almost have the evil spirit then like walk up behind and go yeah you're back in my world now chill or something right right, but that's, right
1: you know she says get me out of here is it and they're kind of going all right we'll show you the reality and you know it's it's worse sort of thing or is it almost it, or for me i'm looking at going, maybe is it you know she's going to get me out of here and she's you know, mentally projecting enough to break herself out like, Charlie almost isn't allowing this, whatever is happening.
0: Oh, no. I No, I, I don't think she's breaking out. I, I, okay. I, I don't think so. May, partly because I think when, you know, her music comes on and she does the dance, and it's the first time I've seen her kind of be happy. Yeah. The entire time. It's because it's, like, connecting back to something she did out in the real world. And I think she is getting too happy. She's getting too comfortable. And that's why we'll call Charlie the architect of this dream, right? Mm. That's why he puts in something bad. To break it away, to shatter that illusion, because it's almost yeah. a happy dream for a little bit while she's doing the dance. Yeah, she's...
1: I, I don't think I'd say happy, but I think the word I'd say is peaceful or content.
0: But then she's reminded no, this is a nightmare, and that's when she mm. finally has had enough and she demands to be taken out. And it's like, yeah, she is taken out, but I almost get the feeling like, yeah, I'll take you out now, but I'm going to put you back into something worse later. Or like, yeah, yeah, I almost yeah, get the feeling—I get the feeling that this is just like a torture. This is just a torture yeah. device, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes
1: sense. Uh,
0: that is, of course, assuming that it's a lodge-like thing, and she's not just in a nut house somewhere. <laughs> and That's where she is. It's possible, um, but she wakes up standing in front of a mirror.
1: She does. She doesn't wake and up in again, a bed. Again, like we've mentioned so, about mirrors being a theme a lot, like representing the true spirit and. You know, especially with large Entities in the past. It's it's had a lot of connotations with that. Yeah. Big way to end this episode.
0: It's big in a lot of ways. It's big because it suddenly... Audrey suddenly feels super important. Which, even though there were some interesting things, there were some weird elements and really, oh, there's something more going on here. But even when we thought, we thought oh, she's in a coma, she never felt important to the overall show. Like... What is her purpose in this return? And all of a sudden, in one scene, it's like, oh no, she may actually be really important.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's gone from, you know, in the same way that like a Big Ed and Norma, you know, their stuff. It's like, I wouldn't say it's been important, but it's been nice to see. Mm. I, think maybe, I was thinking maybe the Audrey stuff was going to be like that. Like, it wouldn't end up important, but whatever it was would be nice. You know, because we, 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 we reconnect with Audrey a bit. But now it's like, nah, this is so much more.
0: Yeah, now it feels like th- th- this is like the key to something, or it's, or at the very least, she needs to be saved. I- I- yeah. At the very least, I mean, it's, I mean, I hate to just paint her as a damsel, but at the very least, she's that, and that could be a big factor in this final two episodes. Uh, but possibly more than that. Possibly, it's, it's,
1: she, she's maybe she's a bargaining chip.
0: You bargaining know, in, chip. In the
1: fight against Cooper, it's like we've got Audrey. If
0: we go back to the idea that she's like. She's bleeding out ideas into the real world. Like, is that a sign? Is she trying to like, even even if she's not aware of it, she's subconsciously getting information. Is out this what like, you
1: know? We we talk about how Twin Peaks has gotten worse. Is it you know like they're they're making her dream these things and and it's kind of and it's bleeding out and affecting the town and that's why the town's partially. It, I mean, along with Cooper not being there, obviously.
0: No, I mean that that could be it. Like, uh, is is the reason why the town's getting worse? Is the is the really creepy stuff like the you know, the sick child the. Uh, the overall angst that seems to be going around like is that is that the torment that Audrey's going through being projected into the real world, and right. that's what's causing everything to be bad
1: oh man that was one hell of a scene because Joe you know, when you think about it, like that ending moment barely lasts you know four seconds, whatever it is, but suddenly everything's changed
0: right before the finale I
1: know, God
0: damn it. It makes me wonder what else are they going to throw in in the finale. That, that,
1: that's what I'm thinking. It's like if that's what you're leading into the finale with, what the hell have you got for the actual thing? I even
0: think we could. I even think we could I don't. Even think no, we could I, 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 don't I don't think we can. I, I don't even think um, we can. We probably
1: shouldn't because we've gone a long time already, and if we start that, we'll be here all night.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We really should get into a wrapping up point, shouldn't we? Um, but no, And it's, it's funny, like. Is great because the whole episode is great. There's not, I don't think there's a single scene in this that didn't do something amazing or build to something great or give, give us uh, that because ca- much like we got that cathartic thing with Cooper and we got the I am the FBI, here at the end it's like, no, Audrey is important, she's not yeah. just this weird throwaway side thing, she is important. And because of the way she was important, we couldn't have her all season because that would have ruined the surprise. Because ru- imagine if we'd got her in episode two with Charlie. It'd be like, okay, We'd what- be sick of it by now. Yeah, like, I mean, it, arguably the three scenes we got were too much before this.
1: But, but at the same time, it's like, okay, they were, we, they were too much because we didn't enjoy them necessarily, especially the first one.
0: The first one especially, yeah. the first one. But was at really the same
1: it. time, I go, we probably needed a few just to establish.
0: Oh, we did! Like, see, if this is the first time we ever saw Audrey, it would have had no impact.
1: Exactly. So it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's like you don't enjoy it at the time because it was kind of like eh, whatever, but it's it's utterly vital for this scene to work.
0: Yeah, that this scene, that, that, that scene, the music coming on and harking into old school Audrey. A feels like a big deal because she's felt so on audrey the entire time she's been around and then the fact that oh no she's actually in trouble and there is something else going on it has more impact because it's been a few scenes of right. these these mundane weird things it's, going on it's
1: the same way we were defending you know dougie lasting so long it's like yeah, because it has meaning when it finally happens and it's here it's like it's got to have gone on at least a bit because otherwise this has no context it has no meaning
0: Actually, to go against something I said, I speculated oh, that she goes into these illusions you know, all the time and she comes in and she comes out. Let's say it's not been that. Let's say she has been in this illusion, this loop, right, that's maybe been on replay for 25 years. Yeah, looping right? has been a big theme. Right. Let's say she's been looping for 25 years and this is the first time she's genuinely woke up, Is it may be interesting that she seems to have woken up around the same time. Because, again, obviously the different things in the shows are going at a different timeline, but let's just say for the sake of this episode that this happened on the same day as the Vegas stuff. Did she wake up the same day that Cooper did?
1: Right. Could, for all we you know, it could be pretty much the same moment. Because obviously we're seeing it at night in the Roadhouse, but that doesn't mean it's night in reality.
0: Yeah, especially since when we go to wherever she is, it's not actually reality.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. So we don't know what time of day this is happening Yeah. But in wherever her body actually is. Yeah, so it could it could be the exact same moment for all we know.
0: It could be, and like, is it just this this link where because they are connected, you know, through love to get mushy? Like, does does that just give her enough strength to realize that something's not right? I don't think she actually wakes herself up. I don't think she necessarily gets that strong, but does it give her enough strength to know that something's not right to,
1: yeah, push it to ask to get out of here? Yeah
0: like maybe that's the yeah. first time
1: she's ever even got that far
0: i don't know we're doing a lot of pondering and obviously we'll have more things to guess about next week but fascinating that's, that's, I that's, mean, that's the I thing. Mean,
1: you say guess about that'll be different things that'll go beyond into the answers we probably should we get some of the answers to do with this next week
0: we'll get some of them but i i doubt no, we'll get everything yeah. by no means will it be a closed book there's a lot going on i I saw uh, someone online wrote a list of all the open like things that need answer or not need but like could be answered could next be. week. It's far and, too many. It- and it was like a list of like forty things and it was like, Yeah, we're not getting all of those And that's okay. But um I'm sure whatever the ending is, it will leave us 'Cause as much as we we're saying, Oh, the happy ending is oh Cooper gets to live happily ever after with Audrey, the copy goes and lives with Janie E and Sonny Jim and everything's okay and Bob and Doppel Cooper back in the lodge, the end. There it's is no way Yeah, there's no way it's gonna be that that bow. No, no But it it might
1: be a happy ending in the sense that we get a victory.
0: But Yeah, no, I, I, I would I would bet money, I would bet a hundred percent money, whatever that is. The world's money, 100% of it. Uh, that is a victory for the good.
1: I like the way that if you bet all the world's money, even if you win, you've got nothing to get rewards because there's no money left. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's a foolproof bet. <laughs> sure, but you don't you don't get any reward either. You come out with the same amount.
0: Yeah, but I also don't have to pay it if I, <laughs> if I lose. Well,
1: well, that's true. So...
0: That's it's a genius bet. So, oh dear. Um, it's funny actually, this episode, uh, some people saw it early. It was a uh, leaked, it was Sky in the UK, I accidentally put it up for a few hours uh, early in the Sunday morning. And a few people had seen it. And someone even tweeted to us saying, oh, seen it already, uh, you're in for a treat. Like, people were hyping it up, people were excited about it. Uh, and it it surpassed every expectation I could approach. because even after everything else, Cooper coming back, the heartwarming scenes with you know, the family, um, the stuff at the start. I mean, I've almost forgotten about Jerry and the binoculars with you know Richard dying. But even after all that, you have this Audrey scene. That you know we had the heartwarming stuff, but in this final scene, it was that spark of what the hell is going on that makes you know Twin Peaks and David Lynch what they are.
1: Right, and then you've got all the stuff with Diane
0: stuff with diane so much so so many mysteries so many things came together but so many things exploded with possibilities
1: and i, I feel like this is the one, like i know this is at the end coming to the end of the show but this is the one that exploded out as much as the most since episode eight well you know you know how you felt for episode eight like oh, mm. the possibilities you know so much they can do i feel that here again now and you know not to say that, that i haven't felt you know all oh, those things that they can do all the other times but this is the most i felt it like since episode eight
0: absolutely uh so we're getting into this final two hours, obviously we're excited, uh, a little sad that it's ending, but it really feels like this culmination of everything Twin Peaks has been, everything in this season, and we're going to see Cooper meet, uh, do you know what, since I nailed it that we're going to use the theme music when he woke up, right, Yeah. I don't know if we're going to do this, but I'm just going to make, in my head, how I'm imagining part of the, like, him and Twin Peaks again for the first time. He's going to walk out of the police station, and we're not going to see him. Like the the, the cameras not going to show his face. It's just going to be like we're going to see this this like the just the sort of general body mass walk past the front desk, and we're just going to see Lucy look up, and just sort of stare blankly as he walks past.
1: Do you know what? I I hope the airport that they're flying to is far enough outside Twin Peaks so that we can get a moment of the drive-in. You know mirror. You know the in the in the original pilot. Uh, I, I like In halfway the, through, yeah. he comes in. And he drives past the sign which we haven't seen Old show you know the uh population sign
0: oh yeah yeah all yeah. mirror yeah, the whole yeah. drive drive-in.
1: right yeah uh, and have that for the photo because we haven't seen that because it's not in the you know the opening credits anymore
0: of course yeah oh, yeah i can see that i can see that um yeah, actually, that I'd be quite monumental if he if he saved the shot of that that population sign for, for him
1: to see it. Yeah, yeah,
0: for him entering it and being like, "Oh shit, the population has ballooned since I was last year." God damn. Yeah. Uh, so no fun fun stuff all around. I, we, we could probably sit and predict things. i make guesses all day <laughs> of how they're going to handle things. Uh, but no, I, but we should. Lucy's reaction. I'm looking forward to. It, I'll say that. I don't know why her, but I just I feel like Lucy's reaction will be so Lucy funny, and Andy together. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be good stuff. Um, and I'm looking forward to I'm going to double R and I'm being offered uh, some cherry pie and maybe when Norma sees them she'll maybe say how's Annie? Don't someone has to mention Annie next next week someone has that's to that's mention Annie that's the biggest lingering plot thread maybe not by name but maybe Norma could be like so my sister is she uh, <laughs> she, she yeah. dead or yeah. what yeah uh, to be fair, she did come out of the, so she would yeah, maybe know she better did. than he does. The, the, yeah, but maybe, maybe he'll he ask. ask.
1: Yeah, he he'll ask her. How's then that again, I? he kind of seems to know things, so maybe he'll know already. It has to come up.
0: We have to find out a lot, just how she is, you know. But whatever. Um. So there, there you go. That is actually so sixteen out of twenty peaks. That has been the longest review we have done so far. Of next course, week. of till next week. Of course, <laughs> the next one will will top it. Luckily, though. Uh, there'll be no doubling up recording time with Game of Thrones so it shouldn't be any later if, if, if anything it should be earlier next week even though it will be a longer review so you can look forward to that let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below like, subscribe, all that stuff I'm sure I had thoughts about other things that I didn't say but you know what, we've already went two hours it's okay. we hit all the
1: notes, we hit, the we hit everything we needed to
0: so thank you very much for watching comments and the stuff below thoughts, theories if you want to support the channel head over right to patreon.com slash and you can do that over there. <laughs> I've I've run out of steam. I don't know how to do my outro. Uh Twitter, mailed yeah, underscore there. fuzz, channel updates. That's us. Keep watching TV. And I normally have a catchphrase that I say at the end of this. But you know what? I don't want to say that this time. I want to say something else. And I want you to set it up, Connor. I want you to just give me Bushnell's line, feed me.
1: Oh no, no I'm I'm not doing anything here. You're you're ruining the format. No, fe- come on, feed me the line. What about the FBI? I am the FBI.